This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday. It is September 2nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Students in the school district of Philadelphia are starting the school year today, but they won't be in the classroom. Classes will be held remotely through at least the first quarter, which ends in November. That means technology will play a key role, and Superintendent Dr. William Height said it will be different, uh, a different experience than the virtual learning students had a few months ago. This is unlike the spring, and individuals will have lessons. They will be graded. We are taking attendance, said Dr. Height. So it's really important that individuals individuals are logged on. There's so they, they weren't doing that before? No. So like in the spring, it was sort of like, even though a lot of districts weren't saying it, it was just recommended that you continue. Just kind of like modules and things like that? It was, well, so I mean, our experience was um, they were given things to do at home and there were, uh, it wasn't live teaching, like it wasn't lessons. There were either recorded lessons or just some instructions on what to do. And then uh, Jace would do, you I know. I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought they were doing that, going through the full machinations of a regular day. So if a kid acted up in class, would the teacher instruct the kid to smack himself? <laughs> But now they're doing, I mean, they are, they're taking attendance. You okay, are like a regular expected class. 100% to be, yeah, I mean, even so much so where if, uh, you know, your kid isn't logged on, you get that uh, like huh. absent phone call from the mm-hmm. school. I think that probably will play better, right? Than I the, hope so, hey, yeah. just go do this. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the, even then, that has a little bit more structure. And part of it, part of the reason I would assume is, you know, like we spoke to teachers yesterday, there's a lot of work that goes into putting on a virtual class yeah, and yeah. With, with all attendance and making sure that they have all the, the necessary uh, uh, teaching aids and things like that. So I think that's why they couldn't get it together in uh, the beginning of the year when uh, when the quarantine happened. It just, so. it just came tearing yeah. out of nowhere, yeah. and they were kind of, you know, doing the best they could. And they've never had to do this before. You know, exactly. at least there was Robots some time do it now. Yeah, no, you're right. Planning time. Right, and, and yeah. So, yeah. They, you know, they have it down now. So there are three technology support centers where families can pick up Chromebooks for their students if they uh, haven't already. The district is loaning one to any student who doesn't already have one. There will be a hotline for technical support issues. Uh, there are three locations where parents can pick up the Chromebooks uh, for the students from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, and those are at the Education Center at the Philadelphia School District Headquarters, which is 440 North Broad Street in the first lobby. Uh, Fitzpatrick Annex Building, which is in, uh, in the rear of the elementary school. And that's at 4101 Chalfont Drive and then Martin Luther King High School's High School, 6100 Stenton Avenue. Yeah, yesterday was our uh, device pickup day. Okay. Wow. So we had to go uh, get those. But uh, Do they all have to be Chromebooks or can you can you log on if you have your own laptop? They're compatible with uh, Google Classroom. Okay. So it's easier. Like if you have the, we had the yep. iPad um, and uh, some of the things you couldn't get to. All right. Um, so it, it's it's compatible with what they're using. Did but you the Chromebook or, or what we had to use. I'm sorry. Did you have to pay to rent it for the year? Uh, you know what i don't know it's i mean we've they've used chromebooks every year so I'm oh, picking, they have i'm picking yeah. up ends tomorrow afternoon in his school district and uh we, it's like a 75 five dollar fee but you get to keep it for the the year and then oh, wow. in theory return it at oh the end yeah of the year. do so that's a question i have because i read a story about a lot of the chromebooks that were picked up last go around were pawned oh like, like no ended kidding. up being like wow. sold like you know and that's an issue they, yeah like how could they not be i i to, to, to at least make sure that you return it and get, right. you know, or you're yep. penalized if you don't, right? right. right. 
Yeah, Nick, I don't know if we had to pay for it or not, but you can call Rochelle and ask her. Okay. Yeah. 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 She's so building guys, a nuclear reactor. <laughs> you didn't start school. Your kids didn't start school yet, Preston. No. no uh, Parker starts at uh, Monco today. Okay. And then I think they start next, next week. Okay. Casey, we... your, your kids are starting later, right? Yeah, the 14th. The 14th. Oh, wow. And we yeah. started already. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Monday so was the first day. My kids had an option to go uh, in school or full virtual, and we decided to keep them full virtual. And um, so they're starting later than the other students that I believe start right after Labor Day next week. Do you know how many um, students in this district are going back? Do you have any idea like what the percentage was? Well, so my kids go to Catholic school, so um, so the district is different than right. than our school. So what what I've heard is that only 18 families are going full virtual, and oh. we're one of those Interesting. 18. Yeah, oh, wow. Not that many. Uh, so the district resource guide for obtaining a Chromebook uh, can be found on the website starting September 3rd. The district is offering grab-and-go meals at several locations throughout the city. They must be picked up by a parent or guardian from 9 a.m. until noon on Thursdays. The fire department of the city of New York put a rarely used maneuver into action to save a woman who was hanging from the 16th floor window during a high-rise fire in Manhattan. The fire was reported Tuesday near Lenox Avenue and West 135th Street just before 1.30 in the afternoon. Firefighters found the woman panicking at a window on the 16th floor and decided to do something they rarely do, a roof rope rescue from the amazing. 17th floor. Firefighter Brian Quinn said he stayed at the window and tried to calm her down and told her not to jump. The New York City Fire Department commissioner said this was really a heroic rescue and shows the talent and bravery of the members of the fire department of new york they used their skills quickly assessed the situation quickly did what needed to be done bravely thanks to their bravery effort and uh, ingenuity we have someone who was saved here on lennox avenue it's a happy day for her and a happy day for all of us quinn said he stayed behind the woman so that uh, she did if she did decide to let go or jump he was holding on to her uh, and then also holding on to the glass he had one arm inside of the window holding on to the wall and the other around her waist. The woman was treated for smoke inhalation and the fire was under control. Just after 2 o'clock, the details surrounding the fire are not yet known. Mm. On Sunday, a for-profit party on Jarvis Road in Sicklerville, New Jersey, was so loud and so large, police were called in to break it up. The officer reported between 250 and 300 people, said Gloucester Township Police Chief David Harkins. They actually had security working the gate. The chief said it was clear that this wasn't a family party. There were a lot of uh, out-of-state tags. The homeowner was likely making a profit off of his in-ground pool. This is an outrage because they ran out of food at about 8.30. No! Yeah, and I was like, what in the F? You should see the picture Kathy showed it to me. Literally nuts to butts. I mean, wow. on top of on each top other, top of each other, around the pool, like almost falling yeah. in the pool. Yeah, there yeah. Are so many. Was people. this at Pierre's house? Because he's just <laughs> opening up the yeah, pool. Right. Yeah. People were being charged upwards of one hundred and fifty dollars to attend. Said Chief Harkins, it was advertised uh, in clandestine ways. We weren't aware of this party, unlike the party fifty bucks. Yeah, we had a few bucks? weeks ago. Yeah, to go. Who to was a playing pool party. there? There was there was a DJ. I mean, it was yeah. like a full on was crazy. You're doing party. that show. The Gloucester Township Police Department uh, has has encountered a number of large parties, promoted pool parties in Sicklerville this summer. On August 9th, a party on Prospect Court was broken up, and the homeowner uh, and promoter were both fined. The same thing happened to this owner of the property on Jarvis Road uh, on Sunday. The concern with the gathering isn't just the noise and the parking issues, but it's the threat of spreading the illness. Of course, why is it? Why are these happening now that there's a pandemic? How? Why was this crap not happening? Or, or is it just getting busted now because of a yeah, pandemic? Yeah, because now it's not allowed. They're, they're they're technically not allowed to gather 300 people. Right. 
uh, in somebody's but backyard. Are you allowed, before any of this stuff, were you allowed to have for profit parties at your house? Like, is this dude checking IDs? Well, they were going. No, you know, they, you, like know buddy, you know, they were going on. Yeah. They made movies about these for profit parties. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, they go on. Were they charging one hundred and fifty a ticket? Uh, we're glancing over the big issue yeah. here: a hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah but you know, pool party. <laughs> well, Press, they, they promised a lot of food, <laughs> right? Right, and they ran out about eight thirty. <laughs> and I'm like, and they had buffalo dip, but they outrageous. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. All right, so that's a hundred. That's a hundred bucks. I'll pay. Wow. Uh, and you know what? They looked young too. Like, I know. Where are these young Where'd people you get getting one hundred fifty dollars? Yeah, to yeah. Go to a pool party. Yeah. Uh, so the chief says, "Please." I be- was with Pierre, and he said, "You know, this is a crazy good party." <laughs> <laughs> the chief says, "Please be responsible. It's not worth contributing to the outbreak. We're making good progress." The homeowner was <laughs> issued citations for noise violations, maintaining a nuisance, and littering after the street in front of his residence littering? was covered. With trash and broken bottles, the investigation is continuing. I just don't know what you get for 150 bucks. Like, is this like... It's the party. It's the if, DJ. Well, that's exactly that's what, what he's saying. Well, no, no, but I'm wondering if there are, like, if, if there's an understanding that, like, hey, it's going to be ample like amount of drugs. Yeah. No, 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 I mean, like, no, coke and... Case. Yeah. Right now, your options are limited. People mm-hmm. are paying a premium to go to a party. All right. That's, that's it. I think that's what it is. So, uh, But then again, it's maybe not like you get one of those on. bags that they give to presenters at the Academy Awards. Right, yeah. right. Who but was it? There that's was, my guess. There was somebody, mm-hmm. a friend of mine, went to this party. But I think it was Ja Rule was doing a house party what? in Margate and was DJing at this house. And they just, because none of the, the bars are open, none of the clubs are open. Oh. Atlantic City's, you know, was closed. So, God, I'd yeah, pay he was doing. to see Ja Rule. Some, yeah, some sort of party. And she went over to. It. Man, it's never been better times. When, like, it, like if you're Coolio, you can write your own check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was Ja Rule. <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> Ball sacks are yummy. <laughs> the Flyers beat the New York Islanders. Yeah, yeah. It's game five. Scott Lawton tipped home a shot from Ivan Provorov in overtime to give the Flyers a 4-3 win and force a sixth game in the series. Claude James Van Riemsdyk, and Matt Niskanen all scored first their first goals of the playoffs, but the Islanders charged back with two quick goals late in the third period to tie it. That set the stage for Lawton's winner, giving the Flyers their second overtime win of the series. Carter Hart stopped 29 shots in the win. The two teams play again in Toronto tomorrow night for game six, and the puck drops at 7.05. The Phillies all also won, beating the Washington Nationals last night at the ballpark. Aaron Nola threw two-hit ball over eight innings. Andrew McCutcheon hit a three-run home run. And Alex Bohm also went deep to lead the Phils to a 6-0 win. They have won seven of their last eight games to move a game over 500 for the first time this season and remain in a National League playoff spot. The series against the Nats continues tonight in South Philly. Uh, Max Scherzer will get the start for Washington, while Zach Wheeler will pitch for the Phil's game. Time is set for 7.05. And Eagles head coach Doug Peterson said Carson Wentz's lower body injury is nothing to worry about, uh, worry about but as a precaution, Wentz sat out of practice. Oh, he wore his jersey and took some snaps during warm-ups, but didn't participate in the actual practice. Wentz might not practice all week as the team rests him up for the season opener on September 13th in Washington. Peterson said his quarterback will be ready to go for week one. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, Thanks, Bunch Cath. Wednesday, that means a couple of things. Uh, secret text words. So we got a prize chance for you to win a digital download of 
the Goonies. Aww. That is correct. They had the Goonies out on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and digital. Now you can get that digital download. Text the word secret to 39333. Send a word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call them with the word designated caller wins. And just for the hell of it, we'll grab a random text or two. So a couple of different ways for you to win by doing one thing, and that's texting the word secret to us. Also, a Wednesday ritual is a TV check-in. Fox, good day. Uh, we'll go on with uh, Mike and Alex this morning and uh, see what they want to talk about. We also have a couple of other guests joining us. We have on the show today Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> yeah. The man who brought us <laughs> Ghostbusters. But as Steve was saying this morning while doing research for this interview, his uh, his achievements and contributions to music go way farther than you think they do. I think I'm going to have to apologize to Ray Parker Jr. when we get him on because, oh, the Ghostbusters dude. Right. And figure to be... He is like a virtuoso studio musician yep. who's played with some of Motown's greats. He's Amazing. a, a go to sideman and and songwriter. So yeah, uh, we're yeah. going to spend some time talking to him about that later on. There's a documentary about him called Who You Gonna Call? It's available on video on demand. So we'll get to him later today. And we also have from the film Tenet. John David Washington join us today He's, as well. Did you see Black Klansman? I have not watched it from beginning to end, but he he's is really great. good. Yeah, he's, he's great in it. So I'm I'm looking forward to talking to him as well. Uh, and that movie is in select theaters starting tomorrow. So we'll spend some time with him too. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll roll through the entertainment report, the stupid question, do some giveaways. You know the drill. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. If you're ready for love and ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer Jewelers. He makes buying an engagement ring easy. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's ask you a stupid question and see if you know the answer to it. And if you do and you get through, we're going to set you up a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 for PS4. The question I have for you concerns a camera. What is the hole in the camera that light travels through cold? 215-263-WMMR. The hole in the camera that light travels through. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not that whole. Oh, two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. I'm going to mention some birthdays while we're waiting for those calls to come in today, Wednesday, September second. We'll start with a big one. Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, has his birthday. Has a new movie out with the Bill and Ted film. So he's got Matrix franchise, John Wick. Maybe they're going to start doing more Bill and Ted and movies Bill and as Ted. well. It's yeah, a franchise. There's three of them. Yeah, so, you that's know. pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. And you see him playing in Bill and Ted, and uh, as John Wick, couldn't be more different, oh but it's phenomenal. I love those John Wick movies. Is that the first thing you remember him from, Keanu Reeves? Nope. That's the first notable thing I recall Yo, him from. First thing, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was the first time I saw him. And just as mop-topped. The cool thing is, is that in the movie Preston, uh, the most recent one, the girl playing his daughter yeah. is... Casey. Yeah, it looks like her. It looks Spot like him on. in the first Spot movie. On. Yeah. It, he's lucky he broke the stereotype because he had the, the kind of stoner thing uh, for Bill and Ted, for River's Edge, for um, oh, what was, uh, um, oh, uh, Parenthood. Pa- yes, you know. Uh, he's great in that was movie. Ri- did River's Edge 
pre no River's Edge had to come after Bill and Ted, right? It, it was around, around that, that time. time so that was might it, be the first time it I might saw have him. been yeah. before Bill and Ted. Yeah. So when we talked to Alex Winter a couple of weeks ago, uh, he had said after Bill and Ted, after they shot that. He, that's when Keanu did the thing in Hedra Theater in Wallingford. Okay. So he was a resident at that theater in Wallingford. For, yeah. And it's kind of a cool little, I don't know what's going on there now because of the pandemic, but there's a house that's down the street from Hedro that, like, the actors live in and, and hang in. And, and That's cool. You know, yeah. And then he played another stoner character in I Love You to Death, which is hilarious. <laughs> he's so great. It's really good. Uh, him and William Hurt. <laughs> We're awesome. So uh, he's doing wonderful. He's on top of the world. He's 56 years old today. Salma Hayek. Yes. And this is actually from a movie she was in, this sound effect. Is it really? Yeah, she was in Dogma. That's what this is from. Uh She plays uh, Serendipity. Oh, uh, that scene is so good. Yes. It's in a strip club. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Uh, but she is, uh, she's lovely. She's wonderful. She's a great actress. Is she responsible for, is, is one of the sexiest scenes in movies from Dust Till Dawn? Yes. When she does the dance? It's crazy hot. Unbelievable. Uh, she's 54 just, today. I uh, just rewatched Desperado not that long ago. Another and it, one. Yeah, it, it was on on a Spanish channel. Turns out it doesn't really matter. You're not <laughs> yeah. really watching it for, for any of the dialogue. Know, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of super hot, it's Terry Bradshaw's birthday. Oh, God, oh, so my God. hot. He's got a show coming out. I know he does. It's one of those, my, I'm I'm an idiot, and my family tells me I'm an idiot shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brady and Bradshaw, or Bra- the Bradshaw Bunch. That's yeah. what it's it's like the Gene Simmons yeah. uh, Or the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, all yeah. of that, where you have the, Dad's an idiot. The patriarch, yeah. but just don't mind Dad. He's, He's so idiot. stupid and uh, successful. Uh, exactly. Yeah. He's 72 today. Oh, he directs a few episodes of the Bradshaw Bunch, too. Oh, what, do you, what does that involve? That's like, I directed my selfie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the great English heavyweight boxer Lennox Lewis uh, has birthday today as well. He's 55. That gentleman is huge. Yes. He's a very large individual and a great boxer for his time. Uh, Jimmy Connors, speaking about great first time, one of the um, Hall of Fame uh, pro tennis players. He used to be, uh, there was the, that romance with Chris Everett. That's right. I remember, I actually saw them in the, at the height of that at Forest Hills. He used to go to the uh, the tournament every year, mm-hmm. and he was uh, he was the heartthrob. And, and he was known for an explosive temper. Yes, he was. Too. He and was, then McEnroe happened. Yep, and then McEnroe took it to another yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Jimmy Connors is 68 today. Uh, Mark Harmon. Oh, my God. Uh, from uh, NCIS. And... So a good guy or a prick? We're trying to figure out, right? Yeah. I, it's hard to tell. Well, I, mean, I like to see him as Shoop. You know, like, that's, 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 that's a, how I envision him. That's a great him. character. <laughs> yeah. But in NCIS, that can, you know, my wife watches all those those types of shows. The procedurals. He is, his, his, his character's an a-hole. Like, has always been this. Gruff. I've never liked him on yeah. that show. He's just, he doesn't have any... You know, appealing humanity. Yeah, no, I know. I, I watched the show a few times. I'm like, what is the big thing with what's, this show? What's your deal, dude? All right, but anyway, um, and what I didn't know is he's still married to Pam Dauber. Yes. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, that's uh, Mindy of Mork and Mindy fame. Uh, he is 69 today. And then the last birthday comes from the world of Toto and Steve Picaro, who's the keyboardist for the band, one of the Picaro brothers, is celebrating his 63rd birthday today. Which Picaro died? Jeff. Jeff. Who's a drummer. He's yeah. a great studio set. Well, they're all great session guys, Steve Lukather and, and the Picaro brothers and everyone in that band. So, uh, happy birthday to him. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, the What is the name of the hole in the camera that light travels through cold? Uh, 215-263-WMMR, and I am going to go to Mike. Hey, uh, Mike, good morning. 
Hey, good morning. Am I on the radio? You are. Oh, you guys are awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Mike, what's the name of the hole in the camera where the light travels through? Uh, what is an aperture? What is? You are correct. Yeah! Hang on a second, Mike. Uh, we have for you a uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 for PS4. You can play the most iconic skateboarding games ever made in one epic collection. Rebuild from the ground up in incredible HD. All the Pro Skater's levels and tricks are back and fully remastered. It's available tomorrow on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC via Epic, and you can pre-order today. Speaking of the what is uh, uh, answer framing, uh, Nick, you were pointing out that new episodes of Jeopardy. Yeah, start uh, in uh, less than two weeks of this. Very place. cool. Yeah, awesome. so, and, and you, Steve, said something to the effect of, I, I guess, new episodes of Wheel will follow shortly. Although, I think this week they're airing new episodes of Wheel uh, really? that were filmed before the pandemic began. Uh, so Because people are like okay. high-fiving and stuff. So uh, they, they have still some in the can or whatever, which, you know. But yeah, new episodes of Jeopardy coming, coming very soon. Cool. Uh, we're going to start with Johnny Depp. Uh, he has requested that his defamation lawsuit against Amber Heard be delayed due to the upcoming filming of Fantastic Beasts 3. Could you delete it? Uh, the filming was uh, put on hold like many Hollywood shoots and events due to the pandemic, but as conditions in uh, main filming site London have improved, production is set to pick up again starting in October and possibly ending February. Have you seen the movies? Uh, conflicting with Depp, the, the Depp Heard trial, which is set to run through January of next year. I have, and I have pretty much forgotten them. Yeah, I like they how... Didn't, they didn't do much Nick, for me. you're the, the super they're... Potter fan, but how do they... What they're largely think? forgettable. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they're not they're not awful, but they're just not great. And there's some levels to the other first eight Harry Potter movies that just really aren't there in these. And I, I don't I don't hate them. I just don't love them. I think they work better uh, in England. Maybe for some reason. Yeah, I, I don't know why. It's it's kind of odd that that world. Well, they in, can understand the that language. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I can't anyhow, stand subtitles. That's just my take. The Fantastic Beast actor uh, also requested on August 20th that the trial be postponed until sometime between March and June of 2021. Uh, the legal papers state that Heard has agreed to meet on September 11th to discuss the potential delay and that the uh, proposed postponement would not entail any prejudice to her, much less unfair prejudice as she is expected to film Aquaman 2 sometime next year. So they're following through. There were questions about whether or not she was going to be part of Aquaman 2 mm -hmm. because yeah. of all this bad press and the fact that she occasionally poops in her bed. Uh, the news of the actor's request to postpone the defamation <laughs> case comes uh, nearly a month after the legal battle against Rupert Murdoch-owned tabloid newspaper The Sun. While the 16-day dispute is concluded, a verdict has not been reached. Uh, Judge Justice Nickel is set to deliver a result and it isn't set until uh, September at the early sometime so this it, month. Does this become a new litmus test? You say, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. Is it now I wouldn't kick her out of bed for taking a dump? Mm. If you're talking about Amber Heard level, right, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, Tyler Perry is officially a billionaire. Oh! According to Forbes, the breakdown... I was just watching a Medea movie last night. Oh uh, the breakdown of the 50-year-old filmmaker's net worth includes $320 million for his entire library of movies, TV shows, wow. plays, etc. Being that he owns 100% of all his content. Wow. $300 million also in cash and investments. $280 million for Tyler Perry's studios in Georgia. $60 million for his equity stake in the streaming service BET+. Plus. And forty million dollars in homes and toys. Can you imagine? Uh -uh. And, and how fast that's been accrued when you stop to think about it. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. 
Uh, of course, the fans had a lot to say about the news. One person had tweeted, well, when Tyler Perry had his first play, it only sold 12 tickets, and he had to sleep in his car because he didn't make enough for his rent. Today, he's officially a billionaire, so never give up on your dreams. Yeah, that Medea stuff used to be just live stage stuff. Did in it? fact, he's taking it out on a one last stage run. Really? That's what we hear, yeah. Ah. And uh, and so that's that's pretty cool. But, I mean, the guy seems like an incredibly nice guy. He's very charitable. He's he, very he, charitable. He, he likes to to help out, you know, uh, in in a, in a personal way. Like he reaches out and, and does stuff on on his own. So good for him. Uh, Forty two. The film will yes. be re released in AMC theaters to honor Chadwick Boseman. Uh, in the film, he stars as, of course, baseball legend Jackie Robinson. Uh, the film will drop on Thursday tomorrow in three hundred theaters. Uh, Forty two was picked as it uh, tied with his. Uh, tied with his role in 2018's Black Panther is the fan favorite, and tickets will be five dollars to go see the movie. Have you seen it? No, I never it's have. great. Is it great? Uh, you know, it's great because of his performance as an overall baseball movie. It's good. Okay, but his performance is really tremendous. Uh, meanwhile, his final role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, an adaptation of August Wilson's hit 1982 film, co-starring. Viola Davis, Glenn Turman, and Coleman Domingo will appear on Netflix. On Instagram, Domingo had written, We created something beautiful together. His last film, Marini's Black Bottom. Uh, the film wrestles with God. We wrestled with August Wilson's text. We wrestled with music. We wrestled with faith. We shared such a loving brotherhood since the first time we did a reading together many moons ago at New York Stage and Film. So this is a wrestling movie. It's all about wrestling. <laughs> Is the Iron Sheik in it? <laughs> no, I think he's dead. No, right? he's not. Well, he's a great follow on Twitter. Okay, then yeah. I'm way wrong. He, uh, like he tweeted the other day, it was like eight o'clock at night. Goes, I love how you follow the the Kardashians and the Iron Sheik. <laughs> yes. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyway. Uh, but it, he tells everybody to go F themselves every day. And so it was like 8 o'clock at night. And he's like, oh, my God, I almost totally forgot to tell you guys to go F yourself. <laughs> and he says jabroni all the time, too. He's yeah. got a half million followers. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's got real. more than Eddie Vedder right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. By the way, Dictionary.com added jabroni yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Do we lot, have a hand in that as well? A lot of people let us know about that. All right. Uh, well, we we have we're a little part of it. We would have to give the credit to the uh, to it's Rob. always sunny guys, yeah, yes, Rob yeah. McElhenney. But uh, it's um, we're we're an itty bitty piece of that. As far as pop culture goes, you, you can't stop us. No. Um, so uh, Ma Rainey is part of Wilson's ten play uh, exploration of black identity, known as the Pittsburgh Cycle. Meanwhile, a sequel to uh, Black Panther has been planned. Disney will reportedly go forward with it, and the powers that be are reportedly struggling with whether to which I'm sorry with whether to recast Bozeman's T'Challa role or to write the character out. Here's and I don't know if this is even possible or if you even go with the if this is part of the law. Craig Lagans could speak to this, but Killmonger, um, is it possible? Anything's possible in the movies that he were to be reincarnated or brought back, or he wasn't dead. Or... Wait, who's Killmonger? Uh, the, it, Michael B. Michael Jordan. B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was his name in that, right? Okay. So, uh, and, you know, because there was a fraternal, yeah, there's relationship. A, yeah, there was, and uh, but you remember, it's wh- whoever beats the Black Panther in, in right. combat can take on. The mantle of of, uh, of Black Panther and move forward. Right now, he dies eating that fruit or whatever that plant is. Uh, yeah, uh, whatever it is. I think they're Malamars. Are they Malamars? Yeah, yeah. they're um, such great side 
characters in that you know that his sisters the you know all of the strong female leads and then the other tribesmen too like, i like the guy from the mountain tribe he's yeah. he was yeah. awesome he's great is he is he the black panther though yeah probably not he, he's the he's the formidable friend yeah. right mm-hmm. listen um the character black panther existed you know, so it's not. Yeah, and I know, I, I know. I, and I don't mean like this isn't like a knock on, on Chadwick because he really brought something to that character. Yeah. But the character exists. It's not a disservice to him right. or his legacy to just recast him and and you know pretend like nothing happened. It, it, it's not a disservice to him at all. Oh, there to are keep, to keep T'Challa and have someone else act yeah. as him. Yeah, I think they should put bring in a new person. But but, but I mean, listen, I mean, I mean how character. many how yeah. many different David Banners have there been? One. You know, right? <laughs> no, 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 there have been a whole bunch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course. They remember in the TV show he was Bruce Banner. Yeah, and then there, it is Bruce. No, it was, da- it was David on the TV show. It was David on the TV yeah. show. That's yeah. right. right. But and then also, um, you know, Rhodey. Rhodey's been two different people, and but those were True. for different reasons. Different but, reasons. Yeah. But uh, okay. Well, you know, you know, you know the impact of this. It's not like Rhodey. Oh my God, an iconic character. But here, there's a lot more import. To as this. as a nod to the man, to yes. the actor, and I know they they may do it as as a uh, of respect. You know, yeah. so like uh, no one else because he died, as opposed to no, I know, right, I know. someone else just uh, bailing on the role. Like, but Terrence this isn't Howard like and, you know having Don Cheadle just recasting it and putting somebody else in there. I don't. It's not an fu. You're you're yeah. in the it's okay column. I yeah. I don't okay. think, I don't see anything wrong with it. All right, right. let's. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. Nobody's getting bent out of shape about it. We're, I'm not getting just, bent out of shape. These about are just about questions. It. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to the royal family. The Sussexes are honoring Prince Harry's late mother, Princess Diana, to mark the 23rd anniversary of her death. Harry and Meghan Markle volunteered with the Preschool Learning Center in L.A. and spent Monday working in the garden, replanting flowers, healthy vegetables that uh, the children can grow. I'm going to help this vegetable. Uh, You're going to help this vegetable? (laughs) Healthy vegetables. Oh. Uh, The Learning Center is an arm of the Assistance League of L.A., Huh. Uh, which works to improve the lives of impoverished kids. And the Learning Center aims to deliver high-quality child care to low-income kids between the ages of three and five. They also planted Diana's favorite flower, forget-me-nots, in the garden. Uh, some of the other plantings included petunias, California wildflowers, tomato squash, and sweet peas. They released a picture of Princess Di on the anniversary, I guess, of her death, um, one I'd never seen before. I, it was the best picture I've ever seen of Princess Diana. Like, amazing. Was it just a close-up shot? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, Bradley Cooper is an A-lister. Our good friend. Uh, with endless resources, but he tells a Stars Born co-star, Anthony Ramos, for an interview cover story that he's caring for his mother himself amid the pandemic right now. Uh, he said, uh, I'm with my daughter and my mother and my two dogs, and we have not left the house. My mother is going to be 80. She has a colostomy bag, so mm. I can't let anybody in the house, and I can't leave the house because if she gets it, it's over. Is he here in Philadelphia? Is he here in the area? It does not say in this article. I don't know, but uh, he describes a little bit of their of what they have going on. Thankfully, he says that he and Leah, his daughter, whom he shares with his ex, uh, Arena Sheikh, uh, have gotten plenty of fresh air. He said, we live in a little townhouse. Thankfully, there's a backyard. Uh, I'm running a one-man preschool. We get up, we do swim class in the bathtub. I'm going to guess they're not here. Well, you know, I, I think if he was here, of course, you'd draw comfort from being able to listen to his good friends every morning. True. <laughs> uh, Cooper also swapped insights into how life has changed amid the pandemic. He told uh, Ramos, my hunch is that this is going to be a complete 
chiropractic adjustment for our culture? Mm. Uh, that question might be answered by how we all move forward. It's all changed now. Is the guy conducting the interview, is he the guy that you first see in A Star is Born who yes. gets him into the club? Yep. He was, I like that actor. He's he was good. also in um, uh, Hamilton. He, yeah, plays, yeah, yeah. he plays two characters in Hamilton. So, he, yeah, his his star is, is continuing to rise. He, uh, his I, name is Anthony Ramos. He's great. Bradley Cooper's playing, at least I think he's directing and playing the lead of... of it's the story of John Peters, the producer, who was involved in a long-term relationship with Barbra Streisand and produced some of the iconic movies of the 70s. I've seen stills of him from the movie, and I think that's what he's doing. Uh, they also discussed fame. Cooper said uh, that award season stuff is a real test. He said it's set up to foster that mentality. It's quite a thing to work through, and it's completely devoid of artistic creation. It's not why you sacrifice everything to create art, and yet you spend so much time being a part of it if you're, in quotes, lucky enough to be a part of it. He says that life really mimics the lyrics of Shiloh. Uh, (laughs) He said it's ultimately a great thing because it really does make you face ego, vanity, and insecurity. It's very interesting and utterly meaningless. Bradley Cooper's right on that, Preston. He's awesome. Uh, So Channing Tatum is taking on a new form of creation with his first children's book called The One and Only Sparkella. Uh, The actor and director dedicated the book to his daughter, Everly. He wrote to Everly, the most brilliant, magical being that I've ever known. Um, And he said, uh, my only wish is for more time in this life to play in all the magical realms that we have created. Uh, This is also for all dads that might have a little girl. Wear whatever, dance however, and be as magical as you can, because I promise they will return the love. Is he single again, Channing Tatum? I, I don't uh, yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, last I heard, he and Jesse J were kind of... They broke they were on the air. Yeah, they were yeah, off they've, and they've, on. They've, they've been off and on for a little while. He uh, This photo that he posted on Instagram um, will get anybody to go out with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he's with his daughter reading the book, and he's not wearing a shirt. Yeah. Well, you actually don't he's got see a, her. Like an apron or something. He's got an apron on and angel's wings and a little tiara and everything. So, yeah. Uh, so it's coming out. The book is going to be published on May 4th, and it tells the story of a girl named Ella who gets teased for loving sparkly things. Well, th- knock it off. Yeah. I like sparkly things. All right. Uh, 26 years after his song, Gin and Juice, dominated the charts, Snoop Dogg has announced his venture into the spirits market with his very indigo gin. <laughs> Why didn't this happen ages ago? He's got to have his own weed, right? Uh, his own strain, I would think yeah, so. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but this, I mean, this writes itself. Yeah. He, he had the song, Gin and Juice. And, of course, you know, we've seen uh, the success that some of the other actors have had. Ryan uh, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds specifically George with Clooney. Gin. Yeah. yeah. He said, I can't wait for the world to taste my remix on Gin. And the press release, he said, when I wrote Gin and Juice back in 94, it was about good feelings and real experiences. Uh, it just naturally became a global anthem. When creating Indigo, I wanted to give those feelings new life. With an approachable gin that's smooth like the D-O-double-G. Laid back. With my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Uh, working alongside Keenan Towns, co-founder of the Trusted Spirits. Uh, the duo created Indigo in a laid back California style, it says. Each bottle is five times distilled with seven botanicals and features flavors of strawberry and citrus, making it slightly sweet, crispy, and fruity. I think it's... You uh, like gin? I think it's uh, Indago, like uh, Snoop Dogg. Uh, I think that's I think that's the pun for the mm-hmm. name of this. Indago, Indago. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do like gin. I just had a gin martini over the weekend. Really? I haven't had one in a while, yeah. 
Uh, so it tastes different, he said, from any other gin in the world. Snoop Dogg tells people the of the gluten-free liquor. Oh, it's gluten-free. Uh, so it's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, drink, all that, drink all you want, son. That's healthy. We call it juicy and laid back. Uh, you're easily to be able to spot it. Uh, the eye-catching bottles are bright purple color and come topped with gold foil stamps with Snoop's uh, signature. I tell you, you you should have your own signature liquor like this, Preston. You you you. I mean, there's money to be had there. I've been working with revivalists lately, endorsing really? their products. So maybe they maybe we can come up with a yeah. limited edition Preston. Why don't you call it Snoop Dogg Gin? Bourbon. Oh, yo. A uh, Brandywine it. Distillery, so. Preston mm. Bourbon. Yeah. Come on. Well, would we'll you... come up with a name. Yeah. Yeah. What I don't you? know. Captain That's... Blackfingers? Ooh. How about that? There's already a Captain Morgan, so oh, that's yeah, pretty yeah. that. Yeah. But I like mm. Blackfinger Bourbon, man. Blackfinger Bourbon. That's not bad. And then I have to explain the whole origin of Blackfinger. I used to get it from the uh, the the resin from scraping my friend's bong yeah. with my fingers. But that's a that's a billion dollar idea. We we just throw out billion ideas, billion dollar ideas every morning. Black finger bourbon. Black finger bourbon. That sounds catchy. And you could yeah. have your one, you know, your one finger with yeah, yeah. like number one. Yeah, with a with a black uh, or like uh, you just voted in Iran. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just like that. Black finger bourbon. I love it. All right, revivalist. Get billion started dollar idea. Call yeah, us. Billion dollar idea. Call. Just like Medea, man. Yeah. Billion dollars. Billion dollars. Right there. Twelve dollars uh, in a, a small theater, and now she's a, he's a billionaire. That's right. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? I have uh, several stories I could go to, but not enough time. How about this? Uh, Claire Crawley is returning to Instagram, apparently after the, sixth, the wild 16th season of The Bachelorette had wrapped. The there was a big void, and I felt it every day. The 39-year-old shared uh, an Instagram story in which she danced along to Palm Springs Summer by Cabana Ace. Yeah, it's everything I yeah. want. In the corner of the video, a gif flashed the words, thankful, grateful, and blessed. This comes after reports. Painful. But no comfort. Bloated. <laughs> gassy. Crampy. Bleeding. Uh, spotting. But no confirmation of ABC uh, that Crawley was replaced midseason after falling for a contestant with uh, Tashia Adams. So they're not uh, they're not Tasha Adams. They're not even hitting this really all that much because I, I think they just want to roll it out the way that it happened. But she fell in love. She pre fell in love with one of the bachelors, mm-hmm. and that caused the series to uh, yeah. change course. Mission. Shouldn't they be celebrating love? Isn't that I think what they should be celebrating anyway? Love. And so. then she was replaced by uh, the um, Tasha Adams. Tasha, who's gorgeous as well. Yeah, I've been told you pronounce her name Tasha. I had it's spelled Tasha, but I think somebody texted and told me it's Tasha because I haven't watched anything or heard. No. I've just been reading about it, so I haven't heard pronounced. You read the books? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, it's. There's much more story there. Absolutely, you guys they can't have no idea. And it's like that's what the main plane with the uh, complaint with the Potter books. What you can, they're too rich. It creates a whole world. All right, actor Peter Fascianelli. Yes, you know him. Twilight series. Twilight series. Is that mainly what he's known for? Uh, he's yeah. Okay, a couple other things. Well, he says coronavirus has whipped him into shape. He does look good. He tells people that he's physically in better shape than a quote I've. Ever been adding everything's kind of shut down right now, and I wanted to focus on myself. So I think he stopped eating is what happened. He said I did a lot of meditating, a lot of reading, and a lot of growing personally. 
and just wanted the phys- just wanted to physically see if I could get as physically fit as I could. And and say physically a lot in one sentence. <laughs> uh, he is also teaming up with the Prostate Cancer Foundation, Steve. Well, that's good. And D- the men's, has he had it? And the men's underwear brand, Nick Taylor, to raise, raise awareness for prostate cancer. He admits he is, uh, oh my God. Yeah. Nick just pulled up a picture <laughs> of him. Dude is jacked. Uh, he admits his uh, 30-pound weight loss came in handy for the underwear campaign. Yeah. There's your motivation. There you There's your motivation. Uh, it's easy if you have, like, a seven-figure deal to motivate you yeah. to stick to your I'm diet. I'm going to skip this uh, whoopie pie. And your exercise yeah. program. <laughs> uh, the goal of the campaign is to get men talking about the prostate health, something that doesn't really come easily to a lot of people. And in this kind of uh, fun way, uh, he said, it doesn't have to be sexy it could just be you and a work shirt and underwear and you... What the hell is he talking about? Three of your guy friends. <laughs> wait, that wait, makes no gonna, sense. You're going to be with three of your guy friends in oh, your and underwear? and you tag three of your guy oh. friends. Hey, Lou, tell Bob yeah, and yeah. Chuck to yeah. get their, their underwear. underwear and come over and we'll have a big prostate discussion. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I will. You remember that scene in the Should movie? Should I bring cucumbers and lube? In the movie Toy Soldiers where they're all hanging out in the dorm room in their underwear. Yeah. I, I, I'm like... Who has ever done that? Right? Like nobody, no guys, boys, nobody has ever hung out five in it like deep in your underwear. Just people don't do that. It's you, like the you, girls you, having a pillow fight in lingerie. It doesn't happen. No, it's what guys, guys want to happen, <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't happen. God, you know what? When I was a kid, so my, our family uh, belonged to a, uh, a country club. Privilege. Yeah. Not everyone can. Book, uh, oh yes, they can. And I remember as a kid, whenever, when, whenever I would go into the um, uh, the men's uh, uh, the locker room, the locker room. Thank yeah. you. Um, and if you wanted to go into the uh, the hot tub at the time, yes. or the, the whatever you call it, the whirlpool it was called at the time, or the sauna, you went in buck naked. Yo, oh yes, uh, and I was. Steve, I was like 12 oh. years old. Um, Could oh you my. imagine that no. today? No. And I was going in there with old, no. wrinkly, no. naked men. <laughs> That's what made me gay. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Yes, I, I was scarred. My godfather, who I just met a couple of times when I was younger, his name was Nick, great guy. And my dad, you know, we went to his country club, Preston, and that scarred me going into the back area. Like, do there. I have to go in here naked? Bunch of naked dudes with all sorts of unpleasant junk. I I was just getting familiar with what. Oh, that's terrible! Now, did you go in naked too? No. See, I did. Did you? I was. It was like you got to take your clothes off if you want to go in there. I mean, full on. Holy did you have full bush? Buck ass naked kid, dude. I had no bush. I was twelve years old. I was. I was like ten, and it was. I don't know. I mean, I think I had a bathing suit on. We'd use the pool. Okay. The country club pool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, thank God they didn't make me get naked. There's a guy. I think it slightly scarred me. To be of course. Honest. There's a guy at my gym. And the only reason I know about this is because everyone talks about him but he he just he's still in that mentality that like you can walk around the locker room completely naked and like they like people have several people have gone to the owner and said hey can you tell so and so like we're all wearing clothes in there well the thing that 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 in in thinking back about it and and look you want to walk around the locker room naked whatever people do it they do it but but here you should be ashamed of your body but here i (laughs) no here i am as a child yeah 
walking around naked, and I was I felt weird. I didn't. It wasn't yeah, so that's... bizarre for me to see other naked people. I just felt weird of being you, naked. You, you not you're not sure of those feelings. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, Come now, right. okay, it's okay. Yeah. Do you remember when we had um, <laughs> here drink this? We had interns uh, Steve and Chinstrap. Yes. <laughs> hanging in the uh, men's locker room, they were naked, right? Were yeah, they, yeah, they, they were naked. naked. Yeah. They were at, at LA. Was it LA Fitness? No, it was no, Cappy's it was one in in Conchi. Super fit. So Cappy's we were Cappy's gym. They're in the locker. Room completely naked playing like, Connect Four. Yeah, yeah they're doing like doing uh, bicycle, bicycle kicks and. That's <laughs> yeah. all I remember is that video. They, had their, they had their feet touching each other, <laughs> yeah. laying on their backs, opposite ends, and they were doing bicycles. Dude, it was awesome. I hated. I hate that culture. So I hate that nude stuff. I hate the the steam bath and, and all that sitting naked. I never got it, and I'll I'll never take to it. But I think I'm back as as a kid. Uh, oh. Ah, the good old days. Yeah. Uh, so Peter Fascinelli and his uh, buddies all hang out in their underwear. Then talk about prostate. All right, let's do uh, let's do the clips. Based on a novel of the same name, the TV series Lovecraft Country blends American history with horror and fantasy elements. In this clip, star Journey Smollett uh, discusses uh, the path her character Letty goes down with Jonathan Major's character's Atticus. Here we go. In order to go to the places that we had to go to, Atticus and Letty become soul-tied through this secret that they share, which creates a level of dysfunction inevitably because when a relationship is built on secrets, you have to do a lot of work to get those secrets out. A new episode of Lovecraft Country uh, is on HBO Sunday at 9. Here's the next clip. Uh, With the world at stake, a man is given just one word as he ventures into a journey of international espionage. That word is tenet. In this clip, director Christopher Nolan talks about why time is the focal point for all of his movies. That idea that time is abstract and mutable and complex, it's one of the defining characteristics of our existence, but it's very hard to describe or explain. And that, to me, makes it fertile ground for cinema because the movie camera is the first sort of imaging instrument that was created that can literally see time and can let us look at time differently. There's a special relationship between movies and time, and I've always been interested in exploring that. Really? Yeah. Tenet is in theaters today. We will have the star of that film, John David Washington, joining us in the 9 o'clock hour. He went with the word tenet because it's a palindrome. Oh, okay. And so kind of like a, a metaphor for infinity, I guess, right. or something and, like that, and, and, never and ending. They keep saying inversion, so you yeah. okay. backwards and forwards, it's the I guess same. it's better than Taco Cat, right? Yeah, Taco Cat would <laughs> Yeah, uh, a race car. Uh, about yeah. six years ago, I had the idea for Taco Cat. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was a great sort of treatise on the way time is perceived. Uh, and I thought, the Taco Cat can lead us on this journey. <laughs> with his little dissected lettuce and various cheese pieces. It's more a symphony for the mouth. I get it. I, I totally get it. I'm in. And an immersion for the brain. I'm all in for Taco Cat. All right, uh, so let's. that's what I got for you. Yeah. That's the report. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. Guests, giveaways, stuff. We have it all on this Wednesday morning. Stay with us. Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead. Pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. 
We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. I would like to uh, hit quickly the uh, Laurel House Walk a Mile in Her Shoes is going virtual like a lot of events this year going virtual. And it's coming up on the 12th. And we need you to sign up for Team WMMR. It's easy. Go to PrestonandSteve.com. And it is for victims of domestic abuse. They're a safe haven for those people that are suffering through that. And that numbers have been huge during the pandemic. Uh, so we'd like you to be a part of it. And this year, you can you can just pretend to do it if you want to. But, of course, you can walk along and post and encourage people to donate to Laurel House and other uh, organizations such as this. And it's real easy. Just go, uh, just join our team, please. We'd love for you to be a part In of it. In your neighborhood. So you have people that you're, you're friendly with, you know, pop up. Yeah. You can do it. You know, keep your, obviously follow all the guidelines that keep you safe. Yeah. But a couple of you out walking in the street in your high heels. Yeah. It's dumb and fun, and that's the whole purpose. Pass the word. And the bottom yeah. line is we, we need you to, to help us raise the money. So that's available at PrestonSteve.com, as well as uh, a lot of other charity endeavors that you can uh, participate in. So please help out if you can. We know times are tough, but if you can help, that'd be wonderful. Steve, you teased something to us. You didn't want to share it with us because we wanted to, to, to get the information fresh on the air, but you had some kind of a realization recently. It's one of those things where, like... I never realized that. Okay. I didn't know. I, I've started to do a little bit of, you know, woodworking. My brothers-in-law are all, are all contractors. <clears throat> and I think it's fun. And I'm, I'm trying to get my chops up. And, you know, I have the tools and I have the uh, the saws and all that stuff and, and uh, drills. I'm, I'm amassing my equipment in a nice way. I'm not trying to, you know, I didn't buy everything at once. I'm trying to do this right mm-hmm. instead of the way I usually do it, which is go so hog wild that I get stuff I never use. And then I was just watching a video about something that I just bought, a tool, and the guy does something with a Craftsman screwdriver. And I'm like, oh, my God, I never knew that's what that was for. So, you know, the classic Craftsman screwdriver that has the angled sort of like a hexagon, I guess, Mm -hmm. handle. Yes. And then the blue thing underneath it. It has like a blue base underneath it. Blue base. So it's red and like a red and white. Okay. And then it goes down to like a blue nub that it sticks into. And below that is the shaft of the screwdriver. Where you open it up and inside are the bits. So so, so here. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. Okay. Gotcha. Right. We see a picture of it. Yes. So I, why do you think it's designed that way? Um, I don't know because the, the, the back part of it is, is slotted. So your grip holds nicely. And I don't know, Steve. I always I thought it was like to keep it from rolling off a table. Do you know what it's for? No. It's <clears throat> you, so you can take a combination wrench, put it over the handle. Okay. And the blue part will it will, will moves around, so you can actually oh provide extra torque while you're screwing in a screw. So the so it's actually I always thought this this goddamn screwdriver is broken because I <laughs> but. <laughs> That's the whole, the per, it's designed so you can put a wrench over the handle. That's crazy. So like what Did we're looking Did you know that? No, no, but and like you, it, you're doing this stuff too. You know, well, it makes perfect sense. To me it looks like you know like basically when you're putting a bike pedal on. Right. Um 
you would think that it would be perfectly round, but it's not. It's right. It's got, um, let's just call them walls. It's got walls on it so that you can put a, uh, a wrench on there. And, uh, wow. I so never knew that it's either, It's actually man. designed so you can slide the, 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 the combination wrench over the top, and then you hold on to the blue base, and you can turn it and provide huh. extra torque when you're tightening or loosening a screw. Oh, I see what you're saying. You just kind of are guiding it with your hands. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's smooth. I got you. Okay, that makes sense. I never knew that. I always thought I must. I thought Craftsman made great stuff. These things are broken. Yeah. In shop class, we made our own screwdrivers, and the handle. Uh, it was interesting that plastic part. Um, they had like a big, long, like ten foot long section of that. Right. And you would cut it off, and then you would use like a a, a grinder to smooth out and make that little area that you were talking about. Did you know that? That's what that was no, for. I didn't know what it was for. <laughs> and the guy, the guy who's leading the video, was almost condescending. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm talking <laughs> to the computer. I guess I'm still, I'm not new to this. But you, they, you feel they're like an idiot. You can't yeah, help yeah. but not feel like an idiot. And there's a text that came in, and Preston, I'll let you read it. But it's like, I, I didn't know either, Steve. So if it makes you feel any better, I had no clue. Here it says, yeah, you put a wrench on him. Learned that when I was 12. <laughs> okay, well, maybe you're a tradesman. You're a craftsman. You know, like, I know. I had, a I, lot of us don't I, know these things, I right? I had no effing idea. There's a... um. There's a little hole at the end of a lot of pots and pans, right? Right. And uh, what I didn't realize until adulthood, adulthood is that uh, that's for putting in a spatula. It's a place to store one of the tools that you're using for cooking. I would um, I think I think it's initially made to hang up on a hook. Is yeah. it? Okay. And I think that's that people have figured out, oh, you can do this too. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Because there are a lot of, uh, you, you'll see these things on like, you know, BuzzFeed and, and websites that have these lists and so on, you know, items for that, uh, things that, that have an intention you never knew about. Like, and I'll give you an example, right. uh, when you're opening a soda, the tab, okay, the pull tab that you use to open it. Yeah. Once you open it, if you spin it around so that it covers the hole, uh, there's a little tiny hole in that tab, and you stick your straw through it, and it'll keep your straw perpendicular. Right. I didn't know that. It. I don't think it was made for that. No. Do you know it wasn't made for you, that? But you can use it that way. That's my guess. Okay. I wonder if it was my original bullet. If I were to look at that initially, Preston, I'd say that's so you can put a little bit more of your finger through it as you pop it open. Yeah. But if there's a straw plan involved... That's ingenious, and now I feel extra stupid. Here, Nick just pulled up a video called Four Tape Measure Tricks. <laughs> and in the end of the tape measure, the the little... Uh, the lip. The, the, the lip that, that you use to pull it out right. of, of the, the, the container, there's actually a small hole uh, in there, and that is used to... Uh, you can clip it onto a nail. If you are if you put in a nail and you want to measure something... I watched my brother-in-law do that. It'll hold it in place. Mm-hmm. That looks like it was by design. Like, I think probably. that probably was designed to do that type of thing. That's actually to hold a straw, actually, Nick. <laughs> I don't think... I've never seen anybody do that. Like, my dad will put that out to the furthest it'll go, and it, it doesn't bend, and you know what I mean? Like, he knows how to use it. I've never seen him use a nail. Like, are, are seasoned uh, contractors it? actually doing well, that, or use, is it like me? You yeah. Know? <laughs> you use a nail or you use, you know, the corner of something. Yep. Or okay. you we're, get we're, your, your son to, hey, stand there. Yeah, hold this. Hold this. Hold yeah. this. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That's why I had Don't kids. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, why I didn't use a condom that night. Look, my wanted, mom I wanted a help in the workshop. My mom didn't know that her iPhone had a flashlight on it, right? Okay. So, like, what? And she didn't know. She had no clue. And I had to change this uh, this uh, little fixture in, in her kitchen downstairs. 
And uh, and I was like, oh, here. You know, she's like, well, I have a flashlight over here. I said, well, that's great, but you I need, right uh, you have one right here, and I can't put that flashlight where I need to put it. And you know, but you know, I could have been like a real dick about it, and you're like, hey, you idiot, how long have you been at it? I knew that when I was twelve. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, with with the flashlight uh, thing, uh, an easier way if you are doing some work and you need to use it, and your hands are full and something like that. You can ask Siri to turn it on and off for you if you want to. No. You, you don't What's have a to. flashlight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me. Stop it. Yeah. Hey, Get si- out of here. <laughs> I'm talking to Siri, will you please? Hey, Siri, turn on the flashlight. Here you go. You ready? Oh! No! Oh, my God. Did mine go off? Hey, Siri, turn the flashlight off. Yeah. There you go. Oh, wow. So if your hands are full, you can, you can use it. Or if it's sitting Love in it. a position where you need it on or off at certain times... You can just use that hands-free function. Dude, thank I, you so I didn't much. know that. I, I came across some, you know, Siri tricks that you can do uh, online. I was like, well, Get son of now. a bitch. I knew that when I was 12. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I used to be able to, you know, you remember how the, the landlines had flashlights on them? Yeah. 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 My princess would, phone. Yeah. I would tape a flashlight to the yeah. landline. And, this, <laughs> and I'd call Maud at the, uh, right, you know, yeah. she's, you know, uh-huh. putting the plugs in at the central phone <laughs> operating. All right. So along these lines, I have a question because there's all this work being done on the building and uh, we, there's a lot of heavy equipment outside in the parking lot. They're doing a lot of external stuff um, here at One Valley Plaza right now. I saw two pieces of equipment yesterday that I didn't understand what the use was. And maybe somebody can answer this. Uh, one was a, a forklift and another one was like a, a little um, front end loader. And on the forklift, on the top of the forklift, looked like a uh, almost like an aquarium, and you could see through. And there was water sloshing about. Oh. And then, and then on the back end of the front loader, I'm I'm assuming it's first like ballast. It's counterbalance. Or, yes, yeah. But, but and it's also because uh, they they, uh, they they have they do like to work with an aquarium there. They find it re- <laughs> they find it relaxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's probably pet fish. I mean, those things are really cool to look at and okay. stuff. Or maybe it's they're, maybe it's a level thing. I don't know. All right, I mean, yeah, maybe a level thing. I, I, is, is, I don't it's, know. It's possible it could be a level, oh. but my guess is because a lot of times they will use water as, as ballast in the counterweight. And I thought uh, initially. They're just moving water around. Yeah. With that's, fish. That's, yeah, right? We need to have a tank of water on the other side of the parking lot. Oh, is that for the koi? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Have you guys ever had to use a plumb bob before in your woodworking? <sighs> no. What the hell? I, I, I just want to say plumb bob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a project just so I can say, yeah. hey, hand me the plumb bob. Yeah. It's to make sure you hang something perfectly straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's essentially it's a string with a weight on the end of it. Oh, right. so I have oh, yeah. there's a I, so I got this cool thing that allows you to to quickly find you know the center and balance a picture that you're hanging. Oh, I want that and, so bad. If you've seen the you device, see, yeah, Instagram, that's where I got it from. Goddamn Instagram. <laughs> but you pull it down, done. And by the way, some of those plumb bobs actually have chalk on them. Did you know that? I, you, so, you chalk your plumb bob? No, I, you don't have to. This only when chalk. I'm alone. It's getting weird. Yeah. Only when I'm alone. <laughs> but you, uh, you, if it's against the wall, you pull it back and snap it, and, and it, it leaves bang, a line, leaves a mark mm. on, the, on the wall. All right, I have a question that none of you guys can answer. Okay. Um, but when you see spray painting on like blacktop, right? Obviously, construction workers are doing that. Right. They're they use different colors. Are those different colors for different things? So yeah, it's a, it's yeah, funny I you should so. raise this because they're actually doing stuff in my neighborhood. Is it blue? They're using orange. Okay. Fluorescent orange. Because uh, I've I, seen orange and blue and the, and yellow. Why? Why? What distinguishes them? What like, is what you, going on? What do you mean? Like orange is used by the water department. Is that and, what you're and saying? Yeah, orange maybe. is used by yeah, whatever they're doing, but they're con- it, it's not any other color. Everything that is written is written in this orange okay. spray right. paint. 
All right. Uh, maybe you can answer some of these questions, or maybe you have something you, you had kind of an aha moment as in, oh, that's what that's for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, feel free to get in touch with us. 215-263-WMMR. Hang on. I'm going to go to uh, Eric. Eric, good morning. <laughs> My name's Zach. Oh. Zach. All right. So oh, why Christ. do people call you Eric? Yeah. All right. Eric. Zach, what's up? Uh, well, I don't know if anybody knows this, but on the left side of your steering wheel, there's a little handle. If you push it down, it puts on this light that points left. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. I was you know what? There are a lot of people that don't know that. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who don't know that. And to those people, I say, how come they make you do that during your driving test? Yeah. Do you think that's important? Uh, uh, well done, Zach. Well done, Zach. But that's the kind. He's right, though. Zach is displaying the kind of condescension you'll get when you say, I, I, oh, really? I didn't know that was for that. All right. Hang on the the aquarium on the front or the on the, the yes yes was it was it a forklift it was two different pieces of okay. a, a forklift. So it's the same thing on both yeah the one was a doohickey and a hobnobble Steve has got an answer for us hey Steve good morning how you doing man good what's up buddy hey uh, those are water tanks yes no. actually, what are their purpose their purpose is they're grinding the blacktop in the parking lot and put the water tanks on the roof so they gravity feed the water down to the millhead. I mean, come on, guys. I knew that when I was 12. <laughs> so you're saying it brings the, the thing down to the millhead. What the hell what are you talking about? Mean? So 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 it's it's being done right in the parking lot. It's not being done up on the roof. No, no, no. He's he, he's saying I would imagine the millhead is you've you've seen milling on the road yeah. where they they kind of chunk it up a little yes. bit, right? Uh, so, yes. so the millhead would be whatever that d- bit, if you want to call it, or it's whatever that. A, it's basically a big nasty grinding wheel that chews up blacktop. And so and the water comes water. down. Does it does it keep it cool to keep it from? Uh, keeps you know, it cool and keeps the teeth lubricated so that they turn. Okay, like they like an, like in a regular like in a uh, regular drills in a mine. They, right. they always have water pouring on them. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So that's then. what that's for, Steve. Yes, it's not for the fish. No, 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 dude. You're not going to find a sunfish in there. All right. What, what about Nick said he saw it on a um, on a forklift as well? Well, if you're doing high-rise work, yeah. Yeah, but what what's the purpose? You're not grinding stuff up with a forklift. What, what would that would the purpose of the, the water tank be? Keep the dust down when you're peeling up the shingles in the tar. Steve, can okay. we get your number? Nick wants to call you after the right. show. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. We full description. Appreciate the information. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll right. come over. Maybe uh, someone else can help. Yeah, what do you? Maybe I'll go out for coffee. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, <laughs> he knows. See, he's he, but he's a perfect example of a guy who knows so much more than we do. Yeah. That even his dumbing down yeah. is still out of our it reach. Oh. It didn't help. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. A lot of people are texting in. It keeps the dust down. Okay. So maybe it sprays as... Yeah, I but can that, see that. But if they run out of water, the fish die. Right. <laughs> well, you got to keep an eye on that, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. So I would imagine anything that creates dust that, that sometimes they use water to keep that from I uh, suppose. getting too much in the air. I'm not satisfied with the answer. Harm yet, the worker. <laughs> Uh, so well, line seven, is that what you're saying, Casey? Yeah. All right, let me go to, let me go to Brian. <laughs> let me go to Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. Nah, okay. man. What's up, bud? Uh, I just wanted to comment on the, the lines that you, you, you were talking about, the colored lines in the street when you see on the pavement. The, right. The spray paint, okay. 
Yeah, whenever so whenever anybody uh, wants to do work in the street to dig down and 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 and, uh, and dig up the dirt um, underneath the roadway, there's utility lines. There's water. There's gas. There's sewer. There's fiber optic lines, and each of those colors. Um, represents a different uh, line or a pipe or a wire or a cable that's underneath the road. Example? Uh, so uh, water is blue. Makes so sense. Blue. Yeah, so you see blue is, blue is water. Green is sewer. Yeah, that's dirty water. Uh, mm. Yellow. Yellow is gas lines. Uh, orange would be like uh, telecommunications or fiber optic wires, cable. Okay. Oh, so the, okay, so that's interesting you bring that up because we were just wondering um, – you know, we still have a lot of, of cables and, and a lot of, you know, where we are, there's a lot of that stuff winding through the trees. And they always have issues with branches coming down. Right. I wonder yeah. if they're starting to put in underground lines. And so you're Absolutely. saying or- orange is the fiber optic stuff. Yes, fiber optic, cable, uh, telephone wires, things like that. All right, cool. Interesting. Very good. Thank See? you, Brian. Appreciate it, man. So you're uh, right, Casey. Yeah. The different, different meaning for the color. So it's for the fish. Uh, yes, it all goes back to the fish. <laughs> I'm going to go to Nicole, who has a uh, little bit. She was talking about the, you know, the uh, the iPhone. I yes. said you can ask Siri to turn your your uh, flashlight on and other things like that. Hi, Nicole. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Hi. Thank you, Nicole. What's up? So I have a Pixel, and I don't know if it's all Androids or just Pixels. The Google but Pixel. Say, uh, Google Pixel. Yeah. So if you say "Hey Google" to activate the assistant, and then say "Lumos" from Harry Potter, it will turn the flashlight on. Oh, that's okay. cool! That's pretty cool. Right. Nice. I don't know the command to turn it off. I'd have to Google that one. But um, yeah, it's a nerdy version. What what, what like incantation it. do you use to render someone impotent? What was that? <laughs> Placidius. Placidius. <laughs> yes. Erectus. Oh, I just thought it was actually tied into Hogwarts. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> what did you say, Erectus? Lydia, uh, Flacidius Erectus. erectus. <laughs> uh, hang on, I'm going to try something. Hey, Siri, turn on the camera. Okay, it does that. The camera's on. Right. Let me see if it'll take a picture, though. Uh, hey, Siri, take a picture. What? Hey, Siri, take a picture. Come on, do it, you little bitch. It, it won't even respond. So that's oh. well, What did you say to it? Yeah, what did you do? What did what'd you do? Can you reverse the camera angle? Uh, I don't know. I turned it off already. Turn us around us. <laughs> uh, hey, Siri, turn the camera around. Like, even the Hey, Siri isn't activating at all when I have the mm-hmm. camera on. So maybe well, now it's, it's shy. Maybe it, it knows it's out. on air. Uh, let's see. Let me go to... Uh, hang on a second. Somebody wants the the tape measure trick with hanging it on a uh, on a on a nail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hi, Tom. You're on the air. Good morning. Yeah, what's up, guys? Yo, bud. All right, so if you if you set like a nail into a piece of plywood, okay, now the little slot will hook on the nail. You extend out, and then you have a pencil on the end of your tape measure, so you can draw arcs. And or circles, it will pivot on the nail. Okay, that makes okay. sense. Of course, that's another one of those things. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. It's like I, a compass. I just thought of something that I, I Thanks, learned Tom. that's in that realm mm-hmm. with the screwdrivers and all these tools. <laughs> when did you finally realize that the end of the screwdriver was black because it's magnetic? Oh, when I was 12. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that black means it's magnetic, but I do know that some are magnetic. What do you mean the end of the screwdriver? So that when you're you're screwing something in and the end of the screwdriver where the actual screw sits into the screwdriver is magnetic to hold it more in place. Yeah, so what you can do, Kathy, is if you, let's say you've got a hole up here on the wall Mm -hmm. and rather than, you know, putting both hands up there... 
you can take the screw, say a Phillips head screw, and you stick it on there, and it'll stay, and you just, oh. it stays magnetic, and you can use one hand to put it up and get it in I didn't place. I know that. Yes, you can. Do With that. all the work you do around the house, I know. I don't even know if we. You just built a, a walk-in humidor. How about, you know, this? Uh, How about uh, like needle nose pliers? Uh, you know, at the base of needle nose yeah. pliers are wire cutters. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. Uh, <laughs> I've cut my hand many times with that stupid thing because I'm, you know, I'm just squeezing too close to the wire cutter mm-hmm. and then I end up pinching my finger. Ouch! I don't know Ow, I mom. So the the, the when, like the actual end of the fire part, not the tip, the base. All right, uh, so this, right. this is a tip, like basically, I knew, I like right there. That. Kathy knew it. I knew that. Yeah, I've Yay! Used <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Just the tip. No, not the tip. The base. Uh, you grab the base and you touch. The touch tip. the tip. Right. Uh, right. Let me go to. You, you, you rim it. Uh, <laughs> but be careful with the handle. Yeah. I'm going to go to Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, you guys rock. Thank oh! you, Stephanie. Something about a pepper shaker here, it says. Yeah, so I don't know if this is every pepper shaker, but I definitely know it works for mine at home because I saw this on, like, Facebook or Instagram. But on the bottom of pepper shakers, there's grooves on the bottom of them. If you flip over the pepper shaker and then use your salt shaker and grind on the bottom of it with the bottom of your salt shaker, it makes your pepper come out faster so you don't have to, like, shake, shake, shake your pepper. Yeah, I saw that on... What? Yeah. I'm not following. What is this? I need a video. Where did the fish go? On the bottom... Here, I'll I'll, I'll show you guys. On the bottom... All right, so this is the bottom of the pepper shaker, right? Okay. You turn it around like that. There's grooves on it, right? So instead of shaking it, you just... Take the, the salt shaker and turn and you, it into and, a pepper mill? And no. you rub Drop it around it the, the grooves. It will just vibrate it. It vibrates oh. the whole thing and, and it'll, all it'll the pepper coming out. I didn't know yeah, that. No, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. But either. it comes that, out a lot easier than you sitting there and shaking, shaking, shaking. Will that work on my cow um, salt and pepper shakers? I doubt it, right? Not if the cow have, ones, no, probably. No. All right. Yeah, Interesting. Wow. Never knew that, Stephanie. Rub it along the bottom of it. Yeah, sometimes Instagram's a good find. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, there, there's there's a wealth of bizarre knowledge uh, out there about little things like this. Uh, uh, and there's tons of stuff in the kitchen, I'm sure, that you can uh, find out about. Yeah, see how they're doing it? Yeah. Yep. All right, let me go to Bud. Yo, Bud. Hey, how you doing, Preston? Good. What's up, man? You there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Bud. Good, good, good. All right, so uh, a kitchen gadget, an old-fashioned peeler, the old metal kind with an open handle, the back of the handle can be used to hollow out uh, the seeds of a cucumber. And ah. I think it was designed that way. Uh, I also use that for uh, when when you're peeling a potato and there might be like a black spot or eyes that you need, and you can scrape those out with Oh, that my God. I use well. that to remove yeah. uh, anal polyps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's oh. a good idea. It's a multi-use <laughs> yeah. tool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I- also on a, on a putty knife, we were just redoing my family room, and my, uh, my friend who was helping me showed me that when you're doing drywall, if there's a nail sticking out, the handle on a putty knife um, is metal at the back of it. Turn it around, and you use it as a hammer, and it makes a really nice indentation when you when you, when you you pop a nail in a little bit further if you need to uh, smooth out a wall. Okay, for nail pops. So I stuff. get that, yeah. Okay. So we're a couple levels in now. When you start, like, Thanks, I'm at the beginner level, so I'm just discovering all the things that apparently 12-year-olds know. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's a, here's a hammer trick uh, mm-hmm. that Jim wants to tell us. Hi, Jim, good morning. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Hey, first of all, I wanted to say hi to guy, the guys in the assembly shop at RW Hardnet. That's where I work, and they all come in early. So. What's up, fellas? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Hey, um, so I learned this when I was 14, so I'm a late bloomer. Um, <laughs> if, nice. you, uh, if you ever tried to pull out a nail with a claw hammer and the head pops off of the nail and yes. you think you're screwed. It's a nightmare. Take your hammer and spin it 90 degrees and, and pull it sideways. It'll pull the nail right out. All right, I'm, tr- I'm trying to envision what you're saying. Uh, where did the fish come in? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh... You're yeah, just going close, like, uh, you're just kind of getting it stuck in that part on the hammer, and you can still pull it out. What? Yeah, so instead of pulling back on the hammer part, you know, like you would normally do on a claw hammer? Uh-huh. On the hammer part. You mean the handle? No, no, no. Okay, so... Oh, the, the head you, of the hammer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's how you normally pull a nail out with the head on it. If right. the head comes off, just pull it sideways. So you're going on the short side of the hammer. No, um, I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't. I'm still trying to see it in my mind. I don't even know what a hammer looks like. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not following I, here. It, it, you know what a clarinet looks like? Yes. Put a metallic end on it. You can try it. <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. Uh, all right, we'll have to. We'll have to right, send, I, send us some visuals on that one, Jim. Okay, Thank you. Yeah, what, I sure will. All right, appreciate what, it. Buddy. What's the easy? Yeah. Now, I've seen new tools that they come out with all the time, and I'm a sucker for every one of them. When you strip a screw. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you used any of these devices that supposedly allow you to get that screw out? I have them, yeah. and and I've never had to use one. There is, uh, there's one. Let's say you don't strip the strip the threads on the screw, but the um, like the Phillips head part. Uh, you know, you've turned, and all of a sudden you've right, wrenched yeah. through it, mm-hmm. and it's and it's incapable of uh, of accepting a bit to, uh, right. to take it out. Uh, there's like this gripper type of um, I've seen that thing. That I wondered have, if it worked, and I've never had to use it. And then there's another one that actually screws a new hole in it into the into the screw. Into the screw. I, I was wondering that if that was worth a damn. I've never had to use it, so I don't know. Okay, we're looking at the video that he's talking about. But en- enough of the nail has to be yes sticking out, of sticking the wall. out for you to do it this. Bends it sideways. Yeah, I follow you. Okay, all right, I got you. Thank you uh, for that tip. I appreciate it. All right, we have to wrap things up. But can I do one more, Casey? Yeah, man. Uh, let me see here. How about yeah? We know that one. <laughs> uh, and da 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 da. Huh, okay. Huh? Uh, let me try Ooh. this one. I'm going to go to Ed because I'm not sure what this means. Hey, Ed, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thanks, Yay! man. What's up, buddy? When you're, like, working on your car and you're trying to put a nut on and it's in a hard-to-reach spot, yeah. if you have it in your right hand, just snap your fingers. That's the way it'll go on. If you, So, magic. Wait, 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 wait. If, you, if you're trying to... Explain Tighten. it again. You're trying to put a, a, <laughs> uh, uh, like a nut on a bolt or something. That yes. You can't see or reach and it's hard to get to. Yeah. Have the nut in your hand, but like, just like you're snapping your fingers. So, so he's saying be- between your turn. middle finger and your thumb. Yes. And, and is it use the same method as you're snapping and you're, yes. you're basically, you're twisting it the right so way. The you're right, screwing yeah. it. It's just a mnemonic device to remember how to screw it in, how to, how to get it on properly. Right. Correct. I thought I thought it was like a magical thing, like you know. No, 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 no. no. Oh. Erectus. Uh, okay, Scrooge. Right. Erectus. I know what I understand Makes what sense. he's saying. Yes, yeah, I do it too, does make sense, and he's right. I already knew that. I mean, well, you knew that when you were twelve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we're right on schedule. All right, well, anyhow, uh, Steve had a revelation about the screwdriver. 
I and hope I've opened up your world to the potential of the screwdriver. Did not know. And uh, good to know, by the way. But uh, thanks anyway. Uh, I'm sure there's lists of stuff like this that we can find. Uh, but we need to take a break. We're coming back. We do have some bizarre file stories we're going to get to. And we have guests on the program, including the star of the movie Tenet, John David Washington. And Ray Parker Jr. Yes! Yeah, Ghostbusters Ray Parker Jr. But his influence and contribution to music goes way beyond what you thought it did. Yeah. And there's a documentary coming out about him. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. School goes on. Staples has everything you start your year right, no matter where school happens. All at amazing prices. School on Staples. Yeah, somebody's uh, birthday, Preston and Steve, and all your listeners. Uh, it is on a... Well, somebody on Twitter started this whole thing about what are the most beloved songs of all time? Uh, you know... Kind of universally loved songs and happy right. birthday makes sense. Both versions. Oh yeah, with well, Stevie's. Mm-hmm. And then there's and, the original. And the original, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, Hi, uh, there, there's a question, I guess, between yeah. be- beloved and sort of perfunctory. You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, That's true. Interesting, though. I don't yeah, know. There yeah. are times when I hate hearing the happy birthday song, <laughs> but it is it's a classic, <laughs> right? For sure. Uh, but the most, are, are, we're looking for the most beloved song yeah. universally. Let me give you some examples. I have, like, go ahead. Sweet Caroline. Oh. Sweet okay. Caroline. Mm-hmm. Seems like you love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you one that comes to mind that I think is is actually very universal. All Dang Zion. Okay. Oh right? yeah. For New Year, and that. people all seem to uh, no one. Uh, you know, it's it's yeah. But that also is sort of a. Yeah, perfunctory. Nobody knows song. what it yeah. means, but right. no. yeah. but I know on New Year's I have to hear it. And if the DJ doesn't play it, I will put it on my phone. So I feel like it'll be bad luck. <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, I got to go with uh, uh, WAP from Cardi. Yeah, universal. Yeah, easily. Yeah, I think so. Doesn't love that. Everyone loves that song, or at least what it implies. You know what? I I am I am. I'm not a religious person by nature, but mm-hmm. Amazing Grace always gets oh, yeah. me. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it's just, I, I don't know, I get chills when I hear it, you know? Yeah, beloved is, is the is the phrase that you're, or the word that you're trying to say, well, what is beloved? You know, right. what, what what do people just, I love this song, as yeah. opposed to, well, this is the time to sing this song. Right. Like the thong yeah, song okay. is beloved. Right. Oh, uh, beloved. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. There's popular and there's beloved. And I mean, like, uh, I know Casey's all-time favorite song is Let It Be. Let It Be Beatles. by the Beatles. But, I mean, oh, when, yeah. when I first heard about this topic, actually, Mike, my, my, my first uh, inclination was to go with Sweet Caroline. Secondly, yeah. I would say something like Brown Eyed Girl. I think that's another yeah. one. I love what a, that song. What about yeah. In My Life, the, the Beatles uh, song? <laughs> That's a great song. It's considered one of the greats. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What about um, Celebrate? You know, Celebrate good times. Come on. It's a celebration. And that's it. <laughs> what, about, uh, you know, what about God Only Knows by the Beach Boys? That's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? No? You know one that somebody, everybody liked Mike does that. not like that one. <laughs> Uptown Funk. Somebody Uptown. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah you yeah, usually man. sing that at funerals. How about uh, September? <laughs> Do you remember? Remember. Oh, that's a good one. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's the day. September. Ah! What do we determine? Why? It's, it's not an actual word. It's body on. <laughs> I thought it was party on, but they'd say oh, body on. Body on. Sorry, we start singing. Body on. 
Never was a cloudy <laughs> day. What about Baby Shark? <laughs> no, Baby Shark. That doesn't count? Oh, Baby Shark. Baby shark. Stop it. I still the love it, The kids love it? Yeah. No, they Me don't. Too. Yeah, but we're talking universally. <laughs> they use they use Baby Shark at... at, uh, at, at Gitmo. Get get yeah, Gitmo. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't Stop believing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a really good one. And, and, and that, that falls into the community sing-along because then you have yeah. Living on a Prayer from Bon Jovi. Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. What, it's an easy go-to. Everybody will start singing it. And you put that lyric in quotations on your Instagram uh, page so that people yeah. know you're deep. Right. <laughs> right. Sports, we are the champion. Oh, yeah. that's a good one, too. Uh, There's so many. You can't. Pick one. Well, yeah, what is the, the ultimate definitive beloved song? And also, if you're talking just in this country, around the world. That's true. Because, you know. Oh. That's... What would that be? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Who know, Let the Dogs Out. Who Let the Dogs Out. Siberian Who Throat Singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Baby Got Back? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Everyone knows that one? Yeah, absolutely. And it's My been... Anaconda don't want none if it ain't got buns, hon. <laughs> Close. Almost. Almost. Yeah, Almost. It's uncanny. Yeah. yeah. Uncanny how close it is to the original. Go back to and a mop? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> this has been okay, fun. Okay, to move on. Yeah. Uh, Bye. We'll see you next yeah. week. Bye, guys. <laughs> uh, sometimes it just fizzles out, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends. We don't know how much time they have. Uh, you know, yeah, I have so no we idea. can keep cursing like crazy. By the way, did you have to finish that sponsorship, or <laughs> did you get it all in at the end there, Kathy? I don't know. Do you guys know what it was? Staples. There you go. So, yeah. Okay. And you, made, so. you made an impact. You show. Made. Mm-hmm. That's why radio works. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's do the Bizarre File. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. And this morning's B-File is brought to you by Cinch, a propane tank home delivery service that brings propane right to your doorstep. Place your order at cinch.com. A tourist has been criticized for humiliating a tiger after she fearlessly grabbed its testicles at a zoo in Thailand. She grabbed a tiger's balls? Yes. The woman was I use the medical term. The Tiger Kingdom Zoo in uh, Chiang Mai. I wonder if that's the Tiger King version. <laughs> yeah. Joe Exotic yeah. is, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Fong Exotic. Fong, Fong Exotic. So, uh, anyhow, uh, when she posed for selfies with the animal, shockingly, she reached between the cat's legs and then cupped its genitals while photographing oh. the act. Yeah. You're going to be my regular Saturday night. <laughs> Pictures of her stunt emerged online, and the woman, whose name is Warashaya Akarachayapas, was uh, criticized by angry locals who accused her of humiliating the tiger. Does, Simil- a, does a tiger suffer humiliation? Uh, similar zoos have faced criticism for allegedly sedating the powerful animals so tourists can pose for pictures with them. So I think animal, that's the bigger issue. The animal was sedated. Yeah. No, but they're, the, the the issue that they're going after is the fact that she humiliated him. Okay. Uh, Rorshaya <laughs> defended herself against the stunt and said that she's an animal lover. You have to touch my balls. After hearing about the incident, the head of the zookeepers said that the staff are trained to take care of their guests and their tigers. I don't want to talk about it. He <laughs> said that they are monitored carefully during close interactions where people take selfies. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. To ensure that uh, both are safe. He said, uh, we do not allow tourists to grab the tiger's testicles. Is there a zoo that specializes in that? He said, but they are allowed to touch any part of the animal's body as long as our specialists are present. From now on, we'll make sure that no visitors will ever be able to touch this part of the tiger's body again. Wow. 
a dispute between neighbors over how one of them was parenting her four-year-old child led to one shooting the other. Huh. Uh, the victim was uh, stable after surgery. She had suffered multiple gunshot wounds that were life-threatening. Officers responded where they found the 24-year-old female victim. Do uh, they say what, what the parenting issue or contention was? Um, Just vaguely. Uh, within minutes of arriving, officers found a suspect based on information and description given by witnesses, identified the subs, uh, sub, suspect as Tierra Marie Kelly. I'm going to teach you to be a better parent. Uh, she's being, yeah, exactly, being held on suspicion of attempted first-degree murder. Preliminary investigation revealed the victim and suspect were neighbors living in adjacent apartments, and the conflict started as an argument over how the victim was parenting her child. So, yeah, it was the victim that was getting uh, ostracized and then shot. Officers found the weapon, the uh, suspected being used in the shooting, and took it in as evidence. That escalated. The Oklahoma City Police Department responded to a Taco Bell Saturday night, just before 9 p.m., in reference to a call about a man going through the drive-thru naked. Christopher Sale, who is 61 years old, hmm. was in his vehicle in the drive-thru completely naked. Now, is that illegal? But listen to this. So Sale paid for his order at the restaurant, then reportedly asked the employees for an additional taco. One of the employees was not comfortable with this, and another employee gave him the additional taco. He then asked for more sauce, Mm -hmm. still not leaving the drive-thru. Sale then asked for napkins after receiving the sauce, and then eventually left the drive-thru, only to come back and ask for more sauce uh, on his food. So this guy kept... Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. building. There was Dragging something it out. He was getting a kick out of doing this. <laughs> uh, when police were able to detain Sale, he told them that he was hungry, and then all his clothes were in the washer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he also stated to police that he didn't know it was against the law to drive naked. So. Well, I wonder... Hey, there's two things. I wonder if it is against the law to go through a drive through naked if you're within your in your car. But mm-hmm. uh, you can't be a nuisance. I would imagine... It, it is. It probably is. Think about the, the pickle guy, the cheese guy, all of that. They were naked in their own cars. But they and- were also performing well, i guess so I, I don't know i would imagine if you're going through a drive through where clearly they're sitting above looking down right, into right. your vehicle they're going to have a view of you naked yep. that would be considered indecent exposure what if you put like a map over your crotch for maybe the, that yeah, would yeah, save yeah. things so uh, a couple of pilots got quite a surprise while approaching los angeles international airport over the weekend when they spotted somebody <laughs> apparently flying at about 3000 feet in the air with a jetpack when, when I saw this story, I'm like, is there a jetpack that goes 3,000 feet in the air? I don't know. We have audio, yeah. I think, of the tower conversation. So the pilot of American Airlines Flight 1997 radioed the L.A. Tower Sunday evening to make the unusual report. Let's go through some of the audio and see if it's what I have here. The tower, American 1997. We just passed a guy in a jetpack. <laughs> American 1997, okay. Thank you. Were they up to your left side or right side? Off the left side, uh, maybe... Uh... 300 yards or so? Three hundred. Uh, at least, Hi! At least one other pilot aboard a Southwest Airlines flight also spotted the unusual aviator. He, he said, Tower, we just saw a guy pass by us. The LAX Tower alerted an inbound JetBlue pilot to be aware of a person with a jetpack reported 300 yards south of the LA final at about 3,000 feet. The pilot responded, we heard and are definitely looking. The bewildered air traffic controller responded, only in L.A. 
Well, you know, if you're running late for a flight, this might present an option in yeah. the future. The FAA confirmed the jetpack reports and said the matter was referred to local law enforcement. That is crazy. Steve, there's a company in uh, San Fernando Valley of L.A. Uh, called Jetpack Avi- Aviation. They invented the only uh, world's only jetpack, jet according to them, but it can reach up to 15,000 feet in altitude. Oh. And its founder introduced the jetpack in 2015 with a flight around the Statue of Liberty. So, Did you um, ever see, Nick, the, 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 it's almost like the military flying platform? They, so. they, they, in fact, they, the, the French army bought some, and at their, I guess, their military rollout, one presentation, Preston, they had, it's like straight out of the future, dude holding like a machine gun, uh, it, you know, and, and hovering around and just zipping around so, in the air. Kind of like Green Goblin sled? It, it appears to be like that. Wow. It's pretty wild. Nick, if you can find that, yeah, or yeah. If, if we can find that footage and put it, it I said, First off, I thought it was like CGI. Somebody had faked it, but apparently it's a real thing that they have. Mm. And I thought that's was a, that was about as high as you could go with a jetpack. 15,000 feet? You would need some oxygen 15,000 feet, wouldn't you, Nick? I think I so. Yeah. And a lunch, a light lunch. Oh, yeah, maybe. You get hungry up yeah. there. Uh, you know, maybe they have a kosher meal or something like so. that. Yeah, you, well, you, know you jump out of a plane at, at 12 to 15, right? I jumped at 13, yeah. so yeah. No, that's true. And I you guess you wouldn't need it. Didn't need it then. Yeah. Well, what they about the light about, lunch? Yeah. Uh, that's right. You don't need lunch or you don't need uh, oxygen. Okay. Oxygen. <laughs> you don't need lunch either. You can't really eat when you're plummeting well, the earth. Finger food. Yes. All right. Nick has found this. Uh, skip forward in it, if you would, please, yeah. Nick. The video of the flyboard. Uh, that looks pretty wild, man. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So if we can't get the fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Or one of those water jet <sighs> pack thingies. I'm still chomping at the bit to try one of those. They have them down the show. They- no, you know what? There was a place in um, Stone Harbor that had it, and they, I don't know, I, I guess maybe liability was just, it wasn't cost effective. Okay. Tell me this flyboard isn't the coolest thing. Yeah, it's right. pretty badass. It is man. cool. I don't know why he needs a gun, but... Uh, it is well, cool. it was, uh, it was so a, he can shoot the package open on the food he brought with him. <laughs> <laughs> it won't open. They pack those things tight. Yeah, uh, can't get was, these goddamn chips open. I think it was a military demonstration case. Yes, so they're, they're using that. How? Although, if he started firing rounds off from that thing, I got to imagine it would the recoil would push him all over the place. So, yeah, but who knows. All right, that's the bizarre file. Let's take a break. We need to try to stay on time because we're going to have later on this morning Ray Parker Jr., yep, him, Ghostbusters, and also John David Washington, the star of the movie Tenet. So we'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Flyers were in a must-win situation and won yeah. last night. So that's a beautiful thing. They almost They're... did not. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. There was like a ripple effect. I'm yeah. like, you could just sense it. I was on, I guess I was on Twitter at the time. And, you know, I, of course, I can't watch or they lose as part of the deal. And then you could tell immediately. But, yeah, it, it all came down to... Uh, well, second game in the series, they've been up 3-1 to one in the third period and blown a 3-1 lead uh, late in the period. The Islanders came back and tied it up, and 
uh, yeah, it's an elimination game, so you you blow it early in the series, and you know maybe it doesn't matter as much, but you blow it last night, and the season is over. Um, I, I found myself watching the game last night. Uh, as if there weren't a pandemic going on. I, I found this playoff hockey to be in, completely enthralling. The lack of fans hasn't bothered me for a second, and I've just I've, I've been on the edge of my seat. And uh, you guys know me. I can uh, be loud from time to time. <laughs> and I uh, screamed really loudly when they won an OT the other night. I screamed even louder last night. Um, and so uh, Drew got a goal. JVR got a goal. Niskanen got a goal. None of those guys had scored at all in the playoffs to start. Mm. Uh, and it's not lack of trying. G has really been working his ass off. And he finally broke through and got a goal last night. <laughs> That's me. That's yeah. twelve years old at this point. So I, um, you know, I, I, you guys probably didn't notice this in the overtime period. I mean, they were really, they were, they were flying all over the place. But the reason they won is because Nick was wearing his flyer shirt yesterday. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I don't want to take all. The- no, you can't take all the credit because I got my nails done again yesterday as well. Right. So that I, was responsible for uh, goal number three. Well, Nick, I, I assume your, your your superstitions run deeper as Casey's does with the with the Eagles. Oh my God, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. And um, you know, oh, it's not just Eagles. I mean, it's every yeah, it's every single. Um, professional sports team in this in this city. It's, so it's Flyers, kid, it's you, Eagles, it's Sixers. Do your family members have to adhere to your rules? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 yeah don't be stupid. Jesus. Oh, man, my wife, the one time, it was a couple of years ago, but uh, the the Eagles were playing the Giants, and she was wearing jeans. And I was like, dude, you're you're wearing... You're wearing, you're wearing jeans, dude. Like, they're blue, and, and the Giants have blue. And, and she's like, ah. Oh. And she's like, I tried. And she's like, I just couldn't find another pair of pants. You're stupid superstition she, yeah i was like yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah i know i you know but she you know before putting on the blue jeans she knew that i have a thing right so yeah. i had to make sure baby her, if you just put up with this you get all this for <laughs> christmas last year i made sure i got her eagle sweatpants so now she has something to wear every sunday well, back to last night's game, I would like to apologize for the Flyers blowing the lead uh, because I sent an email to the show with a link to the Ray Parker Jr. documentary that we are speaking to him today. And at the bottom of the email, I wrote, go Flyers, because there was, what, 10 minutes left in the third period? Right, Thanks right. Were up, and then they tied it up. So I sent you guys a text retracting that email. I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> I honestly thought, no the t- is, is, he, uh, is he offended by hockey? or? <laughs> <That's>, I thought <laughs> That was a Ray Parker Flyers connection. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. It worked. All right. Yeah. Oh, well. Shut <laughs> up. You people are morons. Uh, you guys are idiots. Oh, come oh, on, man. We're God. It's fun. I know, but you actually yelling at your wife? It's it's like this thing that we do, right? I know. I know. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it's all stupid and silly, I, I, and I acknowledge it, um, and I the real part of I my would brain. call it tongue in cheek, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, I, we got those lawn signs last week, and I put that out, and huh. and they lost. The did f- you turn it around? No, oh, and okay. so because I did. Are you kidding? Did you put it upside down? No, no. So I was like, oh, the losing side was facing the street. Maybe I should put that facing the house. But that <laughs> makes sense to me in mm-hmm. in a asinine kind of a way. I'm like, yeah, all right. So whatever Casey did, that worked. Did you, did you guys see the cool moon last night? Anybody? There was like this. No. It's called a September cool moon. It was no. called a September corn moon. Okay. <laughs> or Casey's ass. I was going to Moon Humorous, and then I thought, oh, that's, uh, that's probably that's an, an HR. HR. Definitely an yeah. HR nightmare. Better show sure my dong. <laughs> Remember well, last time you did that? Well, there was a cool moon. It didn't work last out well night. for you. No, I didn't. And um, I, I start, found myself googling, how often do the Philadelphia Union win the, when they play after a full moon? <laughs> Seriously. 
And what results did you come across? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, okay. Kind of figured that maybe. But I'm going for anything. Uh, okay. Well, you know, you guys are doing your part. Yeah. And it works every time. <laughs> so, do, are we are we on track to win the World Series, the Stanley Cup, and the and the uh, Super Bowl this well, year? We all have to do our part. Yeah. yeah. Phils are actually playing really well lately, and, and it's a, that's a weird season. The Phillies have a uh, they won again last night. Nola pitched really well, but uh, just uh, and I know we're going to move on to something else. But next weekend, the way that this se- season is going for baseball. The Phillies play have a seven-game series in Miami against the Marlins because they had to reschedule all those games earlier in the season uh, when there was, like, rain out and COVID concerns and all that. At the beginning of all this, I was thinking, what in this hybrid, bizarre year? This would be the exact kind of year we'd do that kind of win so that people would always go, yeah, but it was like, it was a real year. It's bizarre. I don't know if you saw the uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. They did a piece on this guy who plays for the Marlins press. I know that you love that series. Uh, so no, no, he does. He, oh, really? he really does like the the real sports stuff. Because I mean, it's it's, it's one of the journalism. Yeah. yeah, and so there's a guy. His actually his name is Eddie Alvarez. He's not from Philadelphia. He is a rookie, thirty years old. And the only reason he actually got to play is because of the COVID thing that happened with those guys. And, and so he had to get called up from the the minors. But he also is a silver medal uh, winner in the Sochi Olympics in wow. speed skating. And so he started baseball after he won. He plays baseball and skates? Amazing. Well, he's so much faster than everybody he, at Conway Fair. He leads the league in stolen bases, too. It's, it's un- unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm surprised they let that happen. No, it's wild because, it, listen, he played, he played baseball growing up, but he's also from Miami. So a speed skater from Miami is just, <laughs> so like, unheard of. It's like a Jamaican bobsled team. So as it turns out, he was really good on rollerblades, and then he got into rollerblading races, and then somebody was like, you need to get on ice skates, and then he got on ice skates, and then he was like, you know, uh, obviously – Olympic caliber on that, and then he won the medal, and then he was like, all right, let me try baseball now. Wow. Yeah. That's great. When I see people like that and I realize that I've fallen down 200 times just trying to get up on skates. <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, I'm pretty good at sports, but people who just naturally excel. What was what was on the other night? It was, was it the Babe Dieterkin story or, or just anybody who's athletic at multiple levels. Oh, I saw I, I saw a Bo Jackson clip the other day. He had posted <laughs> of him uh, the throwing out a yes. guy who was trying to get On, to second. Yeah. And just, I mean, a rocket for an arm. You're just waiting. Boom. You're waiting for the ball to take a bounce, right? Because yep. he's throwing it from left field to first base. And it doesn't. It doesn't bounce, and it just hits the first baseman on it's a line. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there are some people that can pull it off, and he was one of those, man. Yeah, we're looking at the video of it right now. Wham! I mean, look at Oh, like my God. God. <laughs> it's unreal. That kind of... Yeah, this guy, he, he was, at in his height, it, nobody had seen anything quite like him. So I mean, to cover, to be that accurate at that speed. Yep. It's unbelievable. It's like me. Yeah. <laughs> that's why my first thought was like, wow, that's like Steve. Wow. <laughs> how now? How is your how is your mask game in uh, support of uh, the Philadelphia teams? Do you guys have uh, the proper face masks? I don't. There's a cool gritty one that I like for uh, from the Flyers. I've seen a few of those floating around. I have uh, a Union one which they gave us, which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I could use another um, like a Flyers one or something. I like have that. one that might be suitable. It's the bottom of a monkey's face. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so go Flyers. And then I have my Batman mask. So and you have your Superman mask. Yeah, you gave me this one. This is a nice yeah. one, Steve. Well, actually, Joe gave us uh, both yeah. of these. So. We have. All the sports teams, not officially from the sports teams, just right. somebody who's making them with fabric. Oh, drawn in crayon. <laughs> Flyers is misspelled. I think Joe Bell, his wife, had made one, like a Phillies one for him. It yeah. looked really cool. She's uh, really good. Yeah, yeah, I actually need a Phillies and a Flyers one. I have Sixers and I have Eagles.
Eagles. I have actually a few different Eagles ones. But uh, so for our Flyers game day ones, I have to wear the no sad bro one because it's basically Flyers colors. <laughs> I got a whole bunch for my birthday, um, but I found that my face is really small. And every mask you figured is just that kind out? of like... Your yeah. map is big. Yeah, well, lucky other people. Um. Wow. wow. Lucky group sex people. Other people. Because you even... mean yeah. you suck a mean one. You didn't okay. narrow it down to your boyfriend. <laughs> there have been She's regretting that yeah. immediately. Lucky strangers with people. extra money. Lucky other people. Oh, lucky people waiting at SEPTA stations. Oh, <laughs> Only the SEPTA platforms, you know, the underneath chairs. Wow. Um, Lucky people in bread lines. So, like, so I got a, a really great Eagles mask and a Flyers mask, but they don't fit. They're way too big for my face. Oh, mm. can't you take oh, them in? Give them a case. Bring okay. them to a... Yeah, I may have to trade. Oh, can we do mask trades? Yeah. Ew, no. No, not, not you. Are you kidding me? Not you. Yeah. It's, like, it's like going halfsies on a fleshlight. Don't knock it. <laughs> Nick's friend proposed. That guy's got kids. Are there? There's there. There are no sex toys that are. Are Terrible? there? They, they no. Would, no, no. They, no. No sport in the world would allow trademark. No. <laughs> there's there's no. But I wonder if there are bootleg. Oh, with with uh, name brands. Yes. Or, I mean, like uh, team names. On sure, them? I would assume. Right. Well, there's got to be. Let's see. There's got to be dildos. Right. That, that have go team. Uh, no, <laughs> that have uh, logos on them. Yeah. I'll put it in my search history. Hold <laughs> on. Right. Please do, Kathy. <laughs> we want the record to reflect that Kathy was searching for she sex had it up. Toys. She had it up first. Um, Nick is looking up sport dildo. <laughs> Dildosuperstore.com. There we go. That's where I go. Per- sorry. Professioner? Professional dildo flipper? Oh, maybe that's not Is a that a job? <laughs> it might be. No, I don't a, know. That's a dolphin. Is that people who buy old dildos and then fix them up and then flip them and sell <laughs> oh them? Oh, my okay. God. Stop. That's a great show on HGTV. I mean, I'm not really finding anything. Nick, are you? Well, flip, flipper, uh, flipper flap. Oh, my God. Put in team logo right. sex toy. Flipper flap. All right. Team logo sex toy and uh, and see what comes up. All right. Yeah, they got to be, right? Yeah, I assume. Yeah. If they have team logoed barbecue spatulas, they've got to have dildos. Uh, I mean, I guess you can, you know, you can make customize. your own. Yeah. All so, right. like, I'm getting like adult one piece footy pajamas. No, no. <laughs> Create a fun yet uh, a fun, sexy yet sophisticated logo for my adult sex toy business. Which was that want? last company called Ejaculator? <laughs> was it? I think it was Jacques Ejaculator. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to Jacques you late. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking wow. of uh, sports and sex dolls, apparently they were sex dolls in a uh, South Korean soccer stadium yeah. during the pandemic. So. Yeah, we yeah, talked about that. that. We, okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I, I had said basically we're all sex dolls without clothes on. Mm. Yeah, they issued like a big apology after that. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think that the uh, the, 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 the cutouts, like with the, the, so the stadiums are now, at least the Citizens Bank Baseball. is. Uh, is is full? Uh, they it yeah. seems like every every freaking seat has. Hey, you guys are in there, aren't you? Are we still there? Yeah, we're still there. Yeah, I don't oh, think yeah. they take them down once no. they're up. They, the, oh, they don't. No, the Phils put up uh, the all of the Flyers are, there, are in attendance now too. I think they're in left field. I want to um, say we're down third base line. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think Mike and Alex cardboard are there. cutouts. Our cardboard cutouts have better seats than we as humans have ever had. Ever had, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah are they so. going to do it uh, for Eagles games? Case? The oh, I don't cutout? know. Okay. What is it? A hundred bucks per. 
you can get your cutout at the link for 100 bucks. Is yes. that the going rate? Yeah, the season ticket holders, they sent uh, an email saying that the season is uh, not allowing fans. And then within 24 hours, they said, buy your cardboard cutouts for $100. 100 bucks. But for the uh, Eagles and Union, it was $40. Okay. But it it's all goes to charity, <clears throat> so it's a good Okay. Thing. All right. For, go. for, for fundraising. Well, that makes charity, sense. All right. That makes sense. All right. It's for a uh, dildo charity company. Speaking <laughs> of the uh, the masks, uh, there's a new report from the New York Times that says that uh, the widespread use of masks in the United States has made facial recognition increasingly difficult for many people. And uh, it is also a great way to avoid acquaintances in public. <laughs> so it's easier than ever to ignore someone if you see them and you don't want to interact with them. You can use it as an excuse. It's easier to ignore <laughs> now that we have face cover. There, there are a couple of things with that that, and I think yes, it does make it easier. You mm-hmm. can. It's an easy out. It's an easy excuse. Uh, and then on the other side, for the facial recognition, you know, for example, at the Burke Kreischer uh, show, Preston, when we were in our mask backstage. And, I keep looking at my phone. I'm like, "What's wrong with this goddamn thing?" And, and then I realize it's it's not able to recognize my face. Yeah, I didn't. Jeff Gordon, I passed by and said hi to him. I didn't even know it was him. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know somebody who also, in order to ignore people in public, will walk around and not even be listening to headphones, but they'll have earbuds in, right? Uh, with the um, the that's, down. Uh, yeah. what's that? The well, yeah, with, with actually no music or anything playing, right. but uh, uh, the wires are showing. So, you know, other people see that and... and I didn't see you. I was listening to music. <laughs> well, I didn't hear you either. Uh. <laughs> no, I, I can yeah. totally see that, yeah. using that as an excuse. Uh, so, yeah, some uh, saying that it's leading to face blindness. Uh, but a mask doesn't make it completely anonymous. Previous research has shown that we rely most heavily on the eyes when identifying someone. I I can I'm pretty good at, yeah. at recognizing people. It's just uh, it was the same thing with me, Preston. I didn't rem- I didn't recognize uh, Jeff Gordon uh, until he spoke up. But uh, for the most part, I can recognize people. But yeah, it's confounding stuff. It certainly is. I've mm-hmm. had like I guess you're not supposed to do this, but like pu- I've pulled the mask down to be like, oh, <laughs> no, like hey, it's me. And then they're like, oh hey, sorry, I didn't realize yeah. it was you. Hey, <laughs> hi, it's me, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I've surprisingly had more of the listeners of the show. Pick me out, even if I was wearing sunglasses and a mask. And I'm yeah. like, how do you know? And I was wearing the big neck, uh, you know, uh, gear yeah. thing, and people still would would pick it out. And I'm like, how do you know this is me? But it happens. Have you seen the signs now though that says "Don't pull your mask down to talk to us"? Pull it up. Mm-mm. Like be, like I just said, like I'd pull it down so yeah, yeah. you know to if somebody said excuse me or could, didn't hear what I was saying, forget where I was. I was ordering. Um, something like I was up at a window and it said, please don't pull your mask down to talk to us. Okay. See the little thing that they're selling now? That's a, it's sort of a little sort of plastic cage, basically, that keeps the mask away, puffed out from your mouth. Not the penis cage. Not the penis cage. <laughs> no, that's a whole different thing when you're right. a cuck. Right. Uh, but, they, uh, but so it allows a little space between the mask and your face for breathing. Oh. Okay. Huh. I saw a, uh, a shield the other day I hadn't seen before that came from the bottom up, from like the chin up. I like As that. opposed to the top down. There's one on Instagram. Which is kind of interesting. That's, <laughs> of course, Instagram. Uh, that's uh, glasses with the oh, mask yeah. that tucks down under your chin. I saw that one. And uh, you know what? And listen. Okay. Everyone's all over the place on, on the mask thing. You know, I'm a big fan of just for keeping businesses open and making sure that people, whatever the deal is, whatever the percentage, I got it. I'm, I'm cool with it. I do miss seeing people's. I smile at people when I go into a place or whatever and I'm walking past and it's a, it's a thing that I, 
I like doing that. You I can like... see with your eyes, though. I mean, when you smile, I do see with my eyes. <laughs> that's usually um, how you see. No, that's that's not what I'm I saying. I smell with my nose. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> kick with my feet. <laughs> your face. All right. Um, you so anyway, what I'm saying is when somebody smiles, you can see it in their eyes that they're wonder, smiling. I, Not I will, always. But I will smile at people, random people at Target or wherever I am, uh, especially if it's like a mom holding a baby. I always smile at the babies. Put and your I mask wonder, on and but I smile. Wonder, I wonder if they can, you know, if see. they can see it. I okay, smile right, all on. the time. I say hello. Yeah. Um, this, wait, 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 we're giving this a test now. All, all right. right, hold on. And then... All right, ready? What are we doing? Right, we're going to see. Wanna, we gonna... Can we tell with your I eyes? I want to see right. if you guys can tell when I'm smiling. Okay. This is like a game Jason and I play. Okay. Am I okay. smiling? Three, two, one. <laughs> well, wait, <laughs> now you are. are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready? This would be right. my smile at a mom in Target. Yeah, yeah I could tell. You can? Yep, yeah. yeah. All right. And then if I saw Preston. Here's Oh, that's, no. yeah. <laughs> that's come hither. Yeah, that's a total smile, Steve. Yeah. That's yeah. Really, yeah. All right, hold on. So you can't, ready? All right. Yeah, you're yeah, smiling you for sure. Tell? Yeah, your, your oh. eyes kind of... Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have soulless, lifeless shark's eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. But press this... Like a doll's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this mess thing can also work in people's favor that are maybe not that good at recognizing or remembering people's names. Like, I'm one of those people. Hey, Masky! So, yeah. Be like, oh, I didn't realize that that was you. Say your name. <laughs> say your name. Just Who so are I, you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a guy the other day who said that you never say your name. Yeah. <laughs> Say your name and how I know you, so I know that it's you. You know, I was with Ed the other day, and Ed said, you never say who you are and where I would know you from. And I said, no, you do it all the time. Prove him wrong right now. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, yes, it's it's easier to ignore someone if you if you do feel the need that it's, you know, if you're at the store, maybe you don't have time to stop and talk to somebody, you can just kind of whisk by, and it's a little bit easier this time around. When, sti- when this is passed, I bet you there will be people who will stick with the masks oh, sure. at some level or another. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Especially people who don't like to brush their teeth. By the way, speaking of uh, of quarantine, there was a poll with 2,000 U.S. adults who are age 21 and older by uh, one poll. Uh, and they, some interesting results from this. And 66%, you know, a majority, say that they believe that uh, quarantine has made them a better person for one reason or another. And I don't know why. There's no explanation as to. I can take a guess. Means. Okay. In general, it makes you appreciate things more. Okay. I think a lot of people have found things in life that they were perhaps taking for granted that appreciate, uh, you know, uh, more, you know. Well, speaking of that, 55% say that they are embarrassed by some of the things that they valued or favored pre-quarantine. So maybe looking back and going, wow, I used to really care about that, and now I have a bit more priority uh, about things. Yes. Or have a perspective on priority about things. Uh, 70% said that... Um, the time spent inside has given them a chance to learn more about themselves. Okay, I could see that. Some said the quarantine has given them time and flexibility to delve into new hobbies and discover new passions. And 35% said they want to continue those hobbies once quarantine is over. I found out that I enjoy coming to work and going home and doing exactly what I was doing prior to the quarantine because it never changed really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I haven't picked up a new hobby. I, and I thought, oh, and I was actually browbeating myself because I'm like, everything's everybody's learning everything and doing stuff, and they're doing all these incredible things, and and uh, I'm I'm not doing a damn thing. Yeah, press. How can you say that? I mean, you've been making these drum videos and editing, and yeah, but yeah. that that was before. I, I I started doing that before. I think I started doing no. that before. No. Oh, yes, you were. 
Yeah, yeah, I was. You were you do, first. You were doing softcore stuff before, but that. I, I started buying equipment and getting a little bit more yeah. serious about it. So yeah, I guess so. Video video editing has has started to become. And a you bit started of a doing the, the Scrimshaw, the whale's tooth carving. It's hard, man, but it, it has taught me that um, my eyesight is not as good as it used to be. But you I, see with your eyes. Yeah, I yeah. do. Sometimes. <laughs> I saw a uh, tweet yesterday that uh, the guy was like, this pandemic has been going on for so long that I got into shape and, and then I got, got out right. of shape. Yeah. <laughs> I, shape. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. I love the, the meme that's been going around for quite a while, which is um, pre-Endgame Thor and then and, and then Endgame Thor <laughs> yeah. as a description of what the pandemic has done to a lot of people. Uh, 64% say they've used their time during quarantine to, quarantine to learn more about wine. That's yeah, a huge I've learned percentage. a lot about wine. It mm, tastes yeah. good. I like it. <laughs> I like the way that tastes. Uh, I just want to see how much I could drink. Sixty-six <laughs> percent say that quarantine helped them learn, help them uh, mature their palate. I uh, mean, come on, yeah, as well. Shut up. <laughs> Not you, you, that person. Do you know what I found out? I was able to mature my palate and learn more about wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it worked out for me. And, and then, of course, I started writing my novel. Yeah. <laughs> and I do commentary for The New Yorker. Uh, and also, as a result, 45% say they have a new favorite variety of wine. Okay. I actually have a variety of wines that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they have a new favorite. 27% say the opportunity to explore personal interests beyond work makes them hope to achieve a better work and life balance. Upon coming out of quarantine, forty-six percent say hope to spend more quality time with friends and family. Thirty-eight uh, percent. I've been able to discover new ways to panic about my source of income. <laughs> uh, plan to create more meaningful relationships and uh, with those around them. That I've heard that a lot. Spending time with the family makes you really appreciate how little you like your family. <laughs> uh, Let's see, 26% say that they've stayed in touch with loved ones through sharing a bottle of wine (laughs) while connecting virtually. There's a theme here. There is. I find that I'm gassed a lot more. Uh, I'm better with my family as a result. Is it? Why is there so much wine in this? <laughs> it's probably from. Is... It's probably from the. It's wine vineyards. Yeah. yeah. Presented a survey presented by Coppola Wines. Yeah. It Obviously, says on behalf, hang on. It says they one poll did this on behalf of Coravin. That's a liquor, is it not? I have no idea. Coravin, okay. C-O-R-A-V-I-N. And this wine. Seventy percent say that they believe wine can help people connect. <laughs> And bring them together, <laughs> both virtually it's and in person. Yeah. yeah. It's a wine study, Preston. Wait, it's, but, but Corvin is a brand of wine? It's a, uh, no, a company that um, makes wine products. Like, uh, so they, they have a, here's Jesus. a distiller. So it just by happens, wow, there's a lot of wine. People have certainly found that wine is a prominent aspect of their getting through the pandemic. Here's a decanter uh, that you can buy at Williams-Sonoma I, I have for a survey from, from oh Gumpy's uh, Butt Plug. See what they say. Steve, $749 for a wine decanter. Okay, what, oh my what, what God. does it do? That, it's, well, it it's aerates got, it for you. <laughs> well, it aerates and it's also got a, a temperature control on it. Come on. Shut up. <laughs> wow. Uh, by the way, Casey just handed me some breaking news here. Oh, here what? you go, guys. Break, break, breaking news. Breaking news. I don't know if I like this. It's nothing. Well, it's not bad. Is bad. it about wine? Nobody died or anything, oh. but Carol Baskin is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Craig Lagans, for letting amazing. me know. Oh, my God. I love that. Wow. Is it? Aren't there... There are charges against her. and she... Are there charges? 
Well, their allegations well, that they're that they're they're examining. They had they found out that the um, that the documentation, I guess, the will that she's been using has been forged. They're Wait, investigating oh, that. Against, so the so against her late so, husband, right? And they're they've reopened. At least my understanding. I don't know what the status is. Yeah, I don't think she's been the investigation. I don't think they let her right. leave town if she were being charged. But maybe, yeah, maybe wow. there's they're investigating. Yeah, interesting. Mm. All right, man. Uh, now, they, I kind of want Joe to get out of jail so that he can be on he dancing. Be, with yeah, the yes. so cool. <laughs> he needs to be on dancing with the stars. I'm gonna get on town. But he kind of he's got a limp, right? Remember, he kind of he can still do it. Yeah, you think so? I mean, so the, who was the uh, who had yeah. a had one leg. Heather uh, Heather Mills? Yeah, they're blown off in the landmine. Yeah, she had the landmine blow her leg off. <laughs> uh, Which was happenstance because she did a charity that worked against removal of landmines. I thought she had that her own her legs leg were blown off by landmines. I mean, listen, right. you can you can dance with one leg. You can climb a mountain if you're gay, you know? Absolutely. All, all kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. Have they announced the, the rest of the cast? Yeah. Or is, oh, they have. It's here yeah, for Scott you, Peterson. Oh, okay. Anybody good? Scott Peterson. Scott Peterson. Casey Anthony. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Carol Baskin, rapper Nelly. Nelly? One Day at a Time star Justina Machado or Machado. That's the new oh, One Day at a Time. Hang on. I think, oh, I got to see who she is. I wonder if she was in a, uh, I was going to say Better Off Dead. Uh, six Feet Was she in Better Off Dead? Case? No. no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hear celebrity names. I get interested. <laughs> This um, is, by the way, Regis Philbin from uh, Evan. How are you? How's everyone? Wonderful, wonderful. Reach welcome. Great to hear. <laughs> uh, Backstreet Boys member AJ McLean. Oh, he's good. Uh, Netflix's cheer head coach Monica Ald- Aldama. Who? Yeah, oh, is that uh, the, from Netflix? Cheer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, when he said Netflix cheer. <laughs> you did say that. I, You know, I couldn't hear with my ears I'm right in there. Heaven, I can hear. I heard that with my Christ nose for sake. some reason. Um, Bachelorette star Caitlin Bristow. From The Bachelorette. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, she's from The Bachelorette. Olympic figure skater Johnny Weir. Okay. Oh, oh, that's cool. That should be good. Uh, Super Bowl champion Vernon Davis. Uh, Disney Channel star Sky Jackson. Sky Jackson. You'd have to look up what Sounds like a superhero. Sky, S-K-A-I is how you spell Sky's name. Uh, Catfish host Nev Shulman. Oh, that guy's annoying. Uh, oh, you know who Sky Jackson is. Who? Um, was she, she was in Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Okay. Oh, remember my God. Her. She's grown up. Yeah. yeah wow. Really yeah. She's gorgeous. She, I, I remember her as a little girl. NBA player Charles Oakley. Wow. That's <laughs> bold. <laughs> oh, my God. Here, here's probably one of the, the biggest names. Carol Baskin, Baskin has got to be the most controversial. Uh, Anne Haish is going to be Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And she, she was a she was a lesbian with Ellen. Uh yes. <laughs> she was. I remember that. They had a they had a passionate a tour in a fair Preston. I remember that. They took a picture with the at the time President Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. I think you videotaped some I of did. Sessions. I did. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> they had a double headed thing. It was crazy. It had the Flyers logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh then you have the real host, uh Jeannie Mai. And selling sunset real estate agent Chriselle Staus. I know that name. I look, hate, look yeah, listen, a, listen. On Netflix. Is stars at this point a relative term? Well, that's what I was just going to say. It's all reality stars on another yeah. reality show. Yeah. All, all you need to have, all you need is one. And they, they have Anne Heche. And they have a uh, uh, an NBA player. And What uh, about Nelly Furtado? Uh, figure skater. No Nelly Furtado. 
God, she's good. Uh, but you have you have a former boy band member, so you know, yeah, there's some stuff there. But people are going to watch because of Carol Baskin. Yep. Oh yeah, and that's what they need. They need a yep. Uh, well, uh, they need kind of a novelty. They have uh, a new host. They have a new presentation of the show. Yeah. Right. So you have um, Tom. Uh, Tom is gone. We'll see how they do. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to be able to port that audience over into the... Because the show is actually doing well. It does all right. But, you know, the people that they get, it's either people on the way up, the way down, and then people just kind of hovering in that, that area. Right. It's never You never get a major, <laughs> major celebrity. Yeah, so like Anne Heche, on the way down maybe? I don't know. Uh, she's found her level. She works. Um, looking at the professional dancers that are on board, you recognize a few of the names. Cheryl Burke, which I've had a thing for for years. Is she, is she the, one of the original dancers on the show? Uh, yeah, I think she was on the very first season. I don't season. think she was. And then I don't think she was on the very first season. <laughs> uh, I thought she was. She le- I think also she, a lot of them leave and come yeah, back. she left for, for a hip yeah. surgery. Right? Uh, Peter Murgatroyd. I always I love that last name. And it's to Murgatroyd. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then the other ones I don't know. Well, Pasha is the one that uh, Kate uh, Flannery danced with, uh, Pasha Pashkov. Okay. Yes. And then uh, Artem is the one that uh, went through all of the female dancers and uh, was engaged to your friend, Kath. Uh, the Karina? Karina, yeah. Artem. And, and then Morty Fleckbaum. Morty, <laughs> he's the older and... Uh, Morty. Yeah. He's, I do a mean cha-cha. You know, pair them, uh, pair them with people who are not professional dancers. I'd like to see that. Uh, yes, and see yeah. how far they get. It's a disaster. Exactly. Wow, interesting. So Carol Baskin. Uh, That's a score. Down. Yeah, that is. That is a score. I mean, Joe Exotic has got to be going like through. God, oh, God. God. <laughs> You're right. You're right. He hated her so much. Uh-huh. And she is just one. It's like me versus Kathy and Delco versus Buxco. <laughs> Right? Like, I just couldn't touch her. And it's the same thing. <laughs> like, he can't even. He just he can't, can't even. And now, he's probably sitting in his, he's, he's playing his harmonica in his sound. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, he did, he, he released an underwear line. Yeah, good uh, for him. But he, the question is, is how, you know, he's in jail. How is he doing this while he's in jail? Probably through um, his, like, boy toys. Uh, Maybe they're running it for him. Yeah, it says here, the uh, streetwear brand, Oh Dangerous. Uh, to create an underwear line called Revenge. Wow! <laughs> they aren't just any underwear, though. It featured Joe's features Joe's face right across the crotch, right across the the, the fly area. I mean, I'm you, sitting right on your nutsack. Yeah, those are joke underwears. Like you don't actually you don't wear that to a formal event. No, well, it's not going to be your everyday <laughs> underwear. You'll get like one pair as a joke gift. For right? Everybody. Sure. Right. Sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe they're comfortable. They might be. Yes, we don't know. How much is it God. for one pair? Uh, I don't see a retail, uh, here you go. It says though, um, items reportedly flew off the shelf with the Oklahoma zookeeper inked a six month partnership with O dangerous in April. His first merch drop was a rousing success when his first line debuted in early May. Items reportedly flew off the shelf and within hours, the site had amassed more than $20,000 in online sales and more than 7,000 items. Hmm. Uh, so, but I don't know how much they are case. I can't. <laughs> um, bring myself to throw my Phillies underwear away, the, the most comfortable pair that I've ever owned, and I know you guys like them as well. Yeah, I, I still have Majestic, Majestic Store. Uh, th- there's no point in me keeping them. They're they're just like eight holes in there. That I, <laughs> they, It's so pointless, and yet I love them, and mm-hmm. I, and they just sit there in the drawer now, so I don't... keep it. Use them as a, like a handkerchief. I guess. I'm you, t- 
Do you still uh, wear underwear that has holes in them? Because I yes. do. From, I, it, as long as they're not falling apart completely. Yeah, and I get a whole bunch of crap from my girlfriend for doing it. But I'm like, hey, it's your underwear, man. It's my it's, underwear. It feels comfortable. It's my yeah. balls. It's different. It's different for guys. Yeah, holy underwear. Yeah, agree. Um, especially because it's you know with women, it's all up against the junk, and <laughs> so yeah, you know, we usually refer to it as our junk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a nice pair of comfortable panties because it's going to be slapping against my junk. <laughs> but I am telling you guys, I, I love the Phillies underwear. Don't get me wrong, but Fruit of the Loom breathable boxer briefs are the best underwear I've ever bought I'm in my this life. Down. Yes. All right. Uh, Tommy John's. Tommy John's good. are my favorite. Yeah. yeah. yeah they they by far are the best ones I've ever owned. And I thought they were, well, let's have, let's have an junk. underwear off. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> nah. We'll do that. You, By the like, way, in other words, you wear it for a week and then you give it to Casey. Yeah, yeah, no. How about yeah. everyone buys their own pair yeah, and, and then you can compare? I think that's a preference. Why now. am I in on this? Uh, Preston, Cheryl Burke joined Dancing <laughs> with the Stars in season two. Season two. Okay. Ah, so she's so almost yeah. one of the originals. They sell breathable panties, Kathy. You know, because it slaps against the junk. Yeah. yeah, I need my junk to breathe. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested in buying panties for my beaver. <laughs> Something good lets you breathe. I don't want to be all sweaty. I've recently had uh, like a bunch of my pairs, or I must have bought them all at the same time because they all are re- reached the throw them in the trash um, level. Wow, wow. you okay. want them to trash level? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the holes have gotten too. At big. a certain point, they become my handkerchiefs. Yeah. What I end up doing is uh, is what I like to do is I put them on a on a piece of wood and then I put it out to the uh, in a lake and then I shoot a, a flaming arrow at it. I can see yeah. a, a Viking funeral for yeah, your I'm underwear. Not, yeah. I'm not kidding. I, I, I took them to Maine and I was like, I'm going to send them out into the ocean. Yeah. And I, then I brought them home for no reason whatsoever. Viking funerals are awesome. Yeah. But I legit considered a Viking funeral for a stupid bear underwear. It's moronic. It's just as dumb as the stupid flyers thing. <laughs> but it worked. It worked, right? Yeah. Yes. It worked. All right. Uh, anyhow, we need to take a break because we have some guests that are on the way. We're going to talk to Ray Parker Jr. around 9.30. And uh, it's really interesting, his career. He's he's had a hand in a lot more music than you would think. It's not just the Ghostbusters song. No, it's a tremendous he's, amount more. He's been a very, very uh, successful sideman over the years. Uh, and we're also going to talk to John David Washington, who's the star of Tenet, which is in theaters tomorrow, by the way. And I have a Fandango Carrier code to see the movie. Nice. Tenet. That is correct. Um, so we're going to take callers 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. And like I said, it is in theaters on Friday. And let's get you on board with that. And we will talk to John around uh, about an hour from now or so. We'll take a break and come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Why do you ask? God smack. The killers. Green Day. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. Exciting stuff. Uh, tomorrow, uh, MMR's A to Z Homeschooled Edition starts, and that'll be at noon to yeah. tomorrow. So it begins. Pierre will have the honor of kicking that off, and it's our annual alphabetical countdown. Is it your favorite? Uh, of Everything That Rocks. It's my favorite musical it's um, too. Um, programming special yeah. that we do here on MMR. And, I love it. So do I. And <clears throat> every year, it's, it's always a blast to go through it. And it's just... It's the simplest concept, 
And yet with the vast library of music that MMR has, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the fact that we can go through and, pl- and not play any repeats for that long mm-hmm. is just amazing. And again, as you said, Preston, you almost like you're compelled to keep a pad and, and, a, and a pen near you. So, you, oh, yeah, I got to gotta remember that song. We all work here. So, um, you know, the, we tune in and out of the radio station throughout the day. I, I think yeah. we all like listening to the other people who work here and, and hear what they have to say or whatever. Uh, but you can kind of tune away from the music from time to time. I find myself compelled to tune into the A to Z as much as humanly possible, especially when I'm in the car. And you just you put it on, and you leave it on. We should try this. But when I was a, <clears throat> a kid in high school and uh, played in, in the school band, um, at uh, and this is before I was a senior. Um, at graduation ceremony, we would have to play "Pomp and Circumstance" mm-hmm. during the um, you know when they were handing out the uh, the diplomas. And so my teacher would have us bet we we would all place our guesses how many times through we would play the song, <laughs> and he would keep track of it. He would make a little hash mark every time we went through the whole song, and then you you had to uh, you have how many times we played through its entirety. And then what measure and what note we uh, what count on that measure we would end on? And the was person, it a cash bet? It was. Uh, I forgot what what yeah. we won. I won. Uh, oh no, just kidding! By right, it's like I how many guess. jelly beans are yeah, in this exactly. jar? Exactly. Yeah. I don't remember what I won. It was like maybe like a Seven Eleven gift card or something Ooh, like damn. that. Damn! But it was uh, it was cool. We should try to find out the Let's exact time, the end of the last right. song. Of uh, the A to Z is, I like that. and then wow. uh, one of us gets a Seven Eleven gift card, a handy from Casey. Oh, hey, wow. hey, what? Oh, well, Man, then you I just better, up the game. I better start moisturizing. Uh, you better. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, what is Kathy? But what does Casey you. win? Yeah, that's another HR, HR. thing. We always yeah. we also yeah. accused. We just accused uh, Marissa of giving your oral babies. to uh, people at the septic station. <laughs> she offered up how great. She that, is. That's it, yeah, and she's because she's proud. Yeah. Uh, but A to Z starts uh, tomorrow at noon. We better. We should. Um, we should request it. It starts with us sometime. You know, we we only play a few songs in the morning. But I would love for you know we at do the end this... of the show. No, the beginning of the oh, show, okay. like the A to Z starts. Like cut a ribbon. Yeah, yeah. We, we could do that. Yeah. Get a big pair of scissors. I think they do like to change it up yeah. uh, when it starts from time to time, so that if you do have a regular listening pattern. That you aren't hearing the same groups of songs every time. I like just that. In case. How about this? We start the A to Z during our show, and yeah. on that very same show, end the A to Z. Right. Okay. Yes. We could play like a thousand songs at a time together at the same time. <laughs> our version. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's presented by the Bush Auto Group, by the way. Fast, easy car buying online, bushautogroup.com. So that starts tomorrow at noon. Very cool stuff. Uh, I noticed some Whoa. things. I think we're worth pointing out to you today. The noticer, he notices things so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. It's a surprise appearance from the noticer. Uh, I've noticed. Hi, noticer. Uh, hi, how you doing, Mr. <laughs> announcer? Uh, <laughs> you've never said hi to me before. I know, I broke the fourth wall because I'm just so impressed that you showed up out of nowhere. All right, so I noticed, as you have, that uh, a lot of people are working from home. That's a no-brainer, right? God, you're good. Elite Daily writer Rachel Chapman has suggested uh, a few things. Does she work for a wine company, too? That could... uh, It tells you how to spice up working from home so it feels like a real treat. These are always incredibly insightful. And and about five months too late, by the way. Yeah, well... Well, she figures it's easy now because everyone's already done it. Just get wine. Yeah, get get hammered from that wine company we were promoting unknowingly earlier. So here's how to spice up... 
working from home, so it feels like a real treat. Mm-hmm. Um, I come up with ideas. Okay. This uh, is the kind of things we get in the mail when people are trying to sell us guests for the morning show. <laughs> yeah. So she, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. <laughs> she suggests uh, getting yourself a coffee maker that can make different brews. Oh, okay. my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh so that you don't always have the same brew. Dude. Adding, adding new fresh flowers to your workspace one Ooh, once like a that. week. Okay. okay, all right. Now you're hitting a note. I just bought a coffee maker because my other one exploded last week, and I never realized how expensive those things can be. I mean, honestly, and it, I just it was, it was kind of devastating, wasn't it? Well, a little bit. I was like, <laughs> well, when I was going down the oh aisle, my God. I was like, I'm not ready to spend $200 on a coffee maker. Yeah, like, when was spend? the last time you bought a coffee maker? You go walk into the store, you're like, wait a minute. When did they become 200 you can bucks? Get, you can get cheaper coffee makers. No, and I did. Yeah. I did. But like, so. My, but my last coffee maker was a gift. I don't know how much that thing cost. But I, I'm, as I'm walking down the aisle, I'm like, well, well, By the way, this is bucks. the plot for Tenet. And, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was walking yeah, backwards yeah. down the aisle. Yes, that coffee maker. Uh and listen, I don't need all those little bells and whistles. You don't need the accolades. I don't need the accolades. I don't need to be able to uh, make make espresso, grind, grind uh, your own, grind yeah. my own, anything yeah, along those lines. To the lines. list, I mean, that's actually not a bad idea. Like, if you're having to have coffee at home every single day, getting something where you can do different coffees is going to make working at home a treat. <laughs> a right? Stop and think about it, Kathy. For somebody who's sitting at home going, how can I make my own coffee at home? Mm. If there was a device that if allowed was... me to make my own coffee, this is brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep them okay. coming. No, By I'm the sorry. way, pre- um, I had asked Preston. He has like an awesome <laughs> machine, and and he warned me. Hey, listen, it, it was a little expensive, and I was like, yeah. well, send it to me because I really wanted like something I could do espresso and stuff like that. He sent it to me. I was like, well, I'll have to get a second job to get this <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, right. So really I'm gonna look expensive. at other brands. Yes. Uh, Nick, to answer your question, the, the coffee oh. maker cost ninety nine dollars, but when I got to the register, Target was like, no, 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 no. To be honest, seventy nine. All right. I'm afraid we're not going to get to the other things on the list before Ray Parker is <laughs> ruminating on coffee all the time. Okay. All right. So here's another one: uh, treating yourself to takeout once a week for lunch. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This way, you don't have to make the food yourself. That's right. <laughs> and it's a treat. Wait a second. Let me write this down. No, you better yet, tattoo it on your forearm <laughs> so you don't forget it. She says you can also plan virtual lunch dates with your friends. No, that's stupid. Or have virtual <laughs> friends that don't exist. That's In bad. fact, put googly eyes on your coffee maker. I looked this girl up on, uh, this lady up on uh, on uh, Twitter. Her Twitter handle is Lady Tom Hanks. She's a huge Tom Hanks fan. <laughs> and uh, she's a writer for Elite Daily. And um, her podcast is You've Got Hanks. Oh, yeah. and I, her avatar is a picture of her with a gun in her mouth. It's uh, she's only got thirteen hundred followers. It's her and a cat. What the hell are we talking I about have this a cat for? I went out <laughs> the other day. I went out Yikes. to a, a sandwich shop and I got takeout. You guys are feeling And salty. I had my own coffee maker at home and I, I bought some flowers. And I right. created a little workspace that made everything What's so up different. With this bitch? I'm a big <laughs> Tom Hanks fan, by the way. I was kidding. Aww, I didn't. That's... Really mean. She was a bitch. I was joking. Oh, I went no, she released this list because she is late to the game if this just came out. a good question. She seems like a wonderful woman. Kathy, <laughs> you can also buy yourself some comfortable work clothing. I mean, yeah. yeah Why are you wearing that leather outfit? <laughs> uh, make sure your your desk is comfortable. Why are you going to sleep on it? I, I get succulents. Uh, yes. Uh, keep your favorite snacks on hand. Oh, my God. This one, this, come on. This is so... This is so obvious. I, I think the desk that it's insulting. Seems, the desk is uh, is back stuff. You know, if you have a if you don't sit at the desk properly or you don't have the right chair, you can 
mess up your back and end up going to the chiropractor. So that's I, what um, happened to Quasimodo. <laughs> I, I created a little office space for my wife. I bought in and I bought her a desk. We're together. That's awesome. I know. And then I got a chair. God damn it, it's the wrong chair because it's one of those chairs you that attached to the ceiling. No. <laughs> That would be cool, though, Steve. No, it's one of those chairs where you kind of lean back, and then for a split second, you think you're falling over, and right. then the chair catches, and I fall for it every single time I sit in that chair. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm falling. No, I'm not. Okay. He bought a chair that always <laughs> made him think he was going to fall over. Uh, <laughs> he thought it was the end of his life. He could never gain balance. But then the young chair psychologist came into his life. I have what you're looking for. My name's Kathy Romano. <laughs> sit up, you dumbass. The chairer. <laughs> the chairer. It's not going to fall, yeah, stupid. That's great, yeah. It's not going to fall. They're not designed to fall. <laughs> All right, I'll have you guys sit in this chair and do the same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Actually, it'd be the chairman. Would be the chairman, yeah. That's good. The or the chairwoman. Well, I, the yeah, chairwoman. You don't want to get too gender specific. All right, so uh, you can uh, decorate your desk and create a motivating playlist to keep yourself happy while you're at home. That's fantastic. Ooh. Isn't it, though? Kathy, what she did to her desk here in the office is great. Yeah, I got Kathy, back here, and I was like, something needs to happen. Your Kathy's desk space is delightful. Nice. But, of it course, remember, nice. didn't you rock the desk design at the home show? Mm-hmm. Or did Andy from uh, our sister station beat your ass uh, on that? Did she beat me in the desk or yeah, the dining room? she beat you. She can't room? pay You beat remember. her in the dominatrix no, I beat room. Her. <laughs> I won the, de- the dining room. I think she did win the desk space. I All mean, right. she flat out, like, campaigned. Did she not? She was like... They Asking let her for win votes. because yeah. she was so into it. They just gave it to her. But Kathy beat her in yeah. the Eliminator in American Gladiators. She yeah. got yes. Oh, yes. So when they were firing the me. tennis balls yeah. at her, Kathy dodged all of them. <laughs> all right, I noticed something else. Oh, I mean, yeah, we're done with this. We're done with that. Yeah. Did you have something to contribute? Because you can't. We, something we can say that. No, no, no. Stellar list. I have a friend uh, who just uh, found out from her company that she's working from home until June of 2021. What the, the f? Oh, the, uh, yeah. And so the company. Well, here's the thing. Well, give her that list. Yeah, I'm going to send her the list. <laughs> Lady Tom Hanks. Yeah. But here's the thing. You said. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, hey, like, press, did you say Lady Tom Hanks? You get cut off so many times, and you, like your train of thought just you kind forget. Of yeah. yeah. Nick I, I, actually I, got. And so I blame f- Kathy for it. Nick got fed up with me yesterday. <laughs> he took his headphones off and slammed yeah. them down on the table. Well, it's you start the same sentence where you get to ask the question, and then you answer the question. So here's that, the next thing that, that, that we're going to go to. You ask, and then uh, you forget who the host of the show is, and you think you're the host. <laughs> and then you make it up by sending me Goodwill Hunting videos. Thank you. That's yeah. what I did. Don't beat yourself yeah. up. Yeah. As an offer of Goodwill. Right. I thought Instead I was saying, Kathy yesterday. You don't apologize. You send videos. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Oh, is that what we do? Uh-huh. Yes. Voting is apparently sexy. It is. Okay, Cupid. I always do it with a boner. Uh, <laughs> Is that That's how you, you used to? <laughs> yeah, I decided to press the levers. <laughs> I'm going to wreck. <laughs> okay, Cupid finds that over a half million users say that they wouldn't date someone who doesn't vote. Uh, meanwhile, those on the app who say that they're registered to vote are 63% more likely to get a match and are 85% more likely to receive a message. Isn't I'll... that something you don't ask? It's like a girl's weight. Like, you don't don't ask if they voted, if they want to offer up that information. Right, fine, and you, but don't, you don't ask say, who they Did vote you for. Vote? I'll tell you who's sexy, though. The people who sign you in when you go to vote. Oh, yeah. What's your name, sweetheart? Oh, <laughs> I'm, I, still, I just had bad pizzas and pepperoni in my teeth. Uh, you, you did you say Stamp Morrigan? <laughs> Stamp. Steve, Steve Morrison. <laughs> Stav Gorgon? Who is this? <laughs> Stamp Morrigan? Is it, it was Stav Huberman? 
What is this? It's my name, and it's Steve Moore. Stamp, Stamp, What? Stamp. Uh, since it's important to so many users, OKCupid okay says it's launched a voter 2020 badge that a user can add to their profile mm. by saying they've uh, registered to vote. Yeah. I'm just glad that there's people outside of the polling area that hand me um, they flyers. They can't be. You're like, man, you're That's... changing. You just changed my mind by handing me this flyer. It's illegal for them to be right outside the, the, the polling place. Really? Yes, it yeah, is. they can't be right they there. They cannot be right there. I wonder if it's changed anybody's mind ever. ever. Immediately, people go, "Oh my God!" Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know this. This uh, these three sentences on this candidate has reversed my decision. Wait a uh, second, they're not. They allowed are not to be, allowed to be right they, outside a polling dude, place. Dude, it's blatant. They have like uh, tables and tents set up and everything. Are you not sure you're not going to Target? <laughs> it's a and yeah. They have, they have the big and cashiers. They have those giant and red vests, red balls right in front of the store. Yes. No, it is illegal for you to to be campaigning for a candidate directly outside of a polling place. Hmm. Hmm. Don't. Uh, so anyhow, if you if you say that you choose not to vote, essentially that's that's a negative. It's a turnoff to a lot of people. In that dating world, in that online dating world, at least with OKCupid. So that's all that they're saying. Okay. All right. So is, you may want to go, even if you're not, just say that you are voting. because Then better. you get that good old boom tank. <laughs> good God. <laughs> yeah, vote. All right. Uh, I've also noticed that with the pandemic, uh, we are approaching uh, more, uh, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, allergy season. Um, oh, good God! Yeah, so it get worse. So here's the deal: um, they they have CD, the, the CDC has created some uh, guidance on how you tell the difference from coronavirus and seasonal allergies. You guess. You take a good <laughs> guess. No, uh, Dr. Fred Davis says both can lead to runny nose, cough, and congestion. The big difference is usually fever. Yeah, um, those with symptoms from allergies tend to not have a fever, whereas those with a viral infection like COVID will tend to have a fever. If I may, yeah, because uh, I, I this every couple of years, I think I will have an allergy phase or something. This year, I've had it. I've had the pressure behind the mm-hmm. the, the in the in the middle of the head between the eyes. Uh, it's, it's clearly sinus, and and it's, it seems to be affected by the weather. Uh, and well, it's it, been really bad this season. Okay, so, so and I virtually never get, and I don't get it bad. My wife suffers, and as do you, Preston, from really pounding migraines, yeah. and uh, so I always feel like I have no room to talk. But it is—it's one of those weird five years without it. Wow. So. <clears throat> yeah, I used to, and I'm—I'm I'm pretty sure because I'm—I'm not diagnosed. I'm self-diagnosed. I'm pretty sure my allergies uh, have uh, are, are with molt spores. Uh, and uh, because mine always come earlier, right? And and the the mold uh, spore thing is is always earlier than let's say pollen or what's the other one? I want to say ragweed. Ragweed is ragweed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> but um, I always notice that my allergies, uh, it's like I'll be stuffed up in one nostril, right? Right, right. I'll go to sleep and then I'll be stuffed up in the other one, and and the one that was stuffed up the night before will be completely clear. Is there it's, extra yeah. sensitivity in your labia? Uh, yeah, I'll, always. Yeah, I find it's that just too. The extra sensitivity. Yeah, yeah, moving from yeah. side to side. It's wild. Um, but I bought one of those. Um, in those... your labia? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah. about? Uh huh. Her mind always goes there. God, calf. What? No, no, I'm kidding. What? The mucus in your labia. Yeah, okay. I wasn't talking about the labia. That's okay. not what I heard. Yeah. 
Wow, wow. But I bought a gun what thermometer. I'm going to call that checkmate. Side I bought one of those gun thermometers. What do you, that, yeah, dude, you it's like? great. I love it. I hear, though, that the, the CDC is saying that they're, they're sort of sketchy. They're not accurate. Yeah. Re- rectal is the only one that really gets it done. Well, listen, they're not going to be as accurate as the one you put in your mouth yeah. uh, or, or in your butt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. just a fact. Honestly, I would imagine that a rectal thermometer is very, very accurate. I mean, you're going, it's, yeah, it's you're like right you're going right, to, you the, right yeah. to the zone. Yes. Yeah, exactly. As you could imagine. All right, and uh, Ray Parker Jr. may have just hung up. I don't uh, know. I mean, honestly, why would he stay on? But, but we're trying to disseminate useful information. He's on the line, and before we go to him, obviously, you know the song Ghostbusters. It was a number one hit. It was huge for him. But what you may not, if you haven't delved into the world of Ray Parker Jr., and there is a documentary is going to talk about some of this stuff. He has written and done session work with some of the biggest stars in the music industry. I was doing research on him last night, Preston, and I said to you this morning, I think I owe Ray Parker Jr. an apology. I was wholly unaware of how expansive his career is. The Supremes, Aretha Franklin, Stevie Wonder, Bill Withers, The Temptations, The Spinners, Boz Skaggs, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Herbie Hancock, Tina Turner, Diana Ross. That's just a few of them. Yeah. So let's welcome him. Please give some love to Mr. Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. This morning. Good morning, Ray. Hey, how you doing, sir? Really good. Good to be here. Excellent. So, you know, I, as I was doing uh, the introduction, uh, I, I rattled off the names of, of some of the great superstars uh, in, the, in the world of music. And you had to have gotten started really young in your career if you were working with all those people. How, how old were you when, uh, when, you, when you started to dive right into the music industry? Well, I started out with the Spinners. It was my first really big group. And I was I think I was 13 years old. Wow. So you 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 you, you were a musician very early. Like at 10, 10 years old, you started playing the guitar, I think it was. And you, you play multiple instruments. And, and you're, yeah, I, was, I played the clarinet and sax before. Clarinet and sax, and I think you do some drumming as well, correct? A little bit. Yeah. So, so, and I, you were telling a story, I was watching an interview with you and you were talking about seeing John Sebastian on the Ed Sullivan show and he came out and he plugged in his guitar and from that moment you thought, okay, that's what I want to play. Absolutely. That is it. And I got a chance to tell him so uh, about two or three weeks ago and now he's on my new album, which goes with this film. You know, playing harmonica. Ray, I, I'm a, a fan of a movie called The Wrecking Crew about the studio musicians of the '60s in uh, in oh, yeah. LA, and 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 your learning your history was an eye opener of all the people you played with, and you were playing, you were with the the Motown band when you're how old are you when you're playing with this legendary Motown band? Uh, Fifteen years old. Fifteen. Some of the funk brothers were on the stage too. And and so you're you're and you were describing a story about how the the musicians after during breaks would go and maybe you know smoke a little something, and your mom was very very specific about how you had to <laughs> explain that story if you would. Well, the friend of mine, bass player, who was really really famous in Detroit, the most famous bass player, James Jamison. You know, I'd sit in a car with him on show break. And then he wanted to smoke these funny, funny cigarettes. I call them. Mm-hmm. And when the windows are up on the car in the wintertime and it's cold outside, you know it affects the, you know the, the passenger as well as the yeah. person smoking it. 
So my mother said, you stay out of the car with him if he's smoking those funny cigarettes, you know. <laughs> so I had to tell him that, Mr. Jameson, please stop smoking those funny cigarettes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're you're a young kid telling this this seasoned, uh, uh, you know, uh, a musician. And but they 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 um, when they were first looking at you, it it had to be weird because you're this young kid with this incredible ability. And and was there there had to be a period where you had to win them over and prove you had the chops. That was all the time. Seemed like every day, all day. Every day. When you're the youngest guy, everything is your fault. Even if a guy makes a mistake <laughs> four chairs over from you, it's still your fault. You know. <laughs> and you had you had one of the greatest explanations. We have this conversation because we're all fans. Preston himself is actually a, a great uh, drummer, but um, we have this conversation about the creation of music. And you were you can read music, and you you were describing how. You were playing these other instruments, and the music would stop at the end of the page. And you were you were, you were thinking to yourself, "I'm I don't know if I'm a good musician because of not being able to solo or riff." And it was the guitar that allowed you to do that, correct? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's funny that I thought I wasn't even supposed to be a musician on the clarinet and sax. I mean, I was really good. I had first chair in the All City Band. But, but like I said, the problem is when the paper ran out, my ideas ran out. I just had no inspirational ideas for anything until I got the guitar. It's it's wild. Um, you know, Ray, the first thing I remember from you as a solo artist was uh, The Other Woman, which is a great song. And I think you, you use the, the phrase, aw shucks, better than anybody <laughs> I've ever heard, uh, which could have been the name for your uh, documentary had you not written Ghostbusters and because it's called Who You Gonna Call. But when Ghostbusters... Came along, I remember kind of doing a double take. I'm like, oh, the other woman guy is doing this song. And it changed your world. It was a number one hit, uh, and it stayed at number one, I think, for three weeks or so. Can you give us a little story on on that song, how it came to you, writing it, what what happened afterwards? Well, first of all, they they commissioned me to write it. Mm -hmm. They, They thought I was the right person to do it. And uh, they had already listened to hundreds of songs from famous writers and everything. And the problem with that song is the words Ghostbusters had to be in the song. Now, it's not fair right now because you know what my song sounds like. But imagine trying to sing Ghostbusters. It really doesn't sing well as a Ghostbusters. I mean, there's no yeah. way to sing it, you know, right. make it sound like anything. So the director kind of told me, you know, gave me some lead as to what he wanted with the music and everything. And I'm a musician, so I can play the music. But, you know, once he said, oh, no, oh yeah, I want the name of the movie and the song, I went, no, no wonder. Now I'm making my money now. <laughs> so that part was really hard. But there's a part of that film where the four guys are standing over the phone number. And in the movie, it says, call this number. It's, you know, the ghost is doing something, or they allude to calling them, they show the poster. Right. And that's what I thought. I said, the perfect way to do this is I'll go, who you going to call? And I never say the words Ghostbusters in the song ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and correct me if I'm wrong, and this may just be legend that's not true, but did you trademark the phrase, who you going to call? Uh, yes, I did trademark it, but actually I don't have to because it would have been mine anyway. Okay, so so if if when that's if that's used on a T-shirt or something, do you get? Absolutely. There nice. you go, yeah. smart man. All right now. Yeah, all kind of stuff. Now, listen, Ray. I, you know, I'd mentioned at the beginning, um, you know, all these famous names and 
and you know Aretha Franklin and Stevie Wonder and the Supremes and Herbie Hancock and all this stuff, and I'm sure that they understand the um, uh, uh, the achievement of getting a number one hit and and having it. But did any of them bust your balls a little bit about Ghostbusters? Because it was a very, you know, pop bubblegummy song. They all tease, tease me about that. Everybody says, well, we like your other stuff. I mean, that Ghostbusters is a little sellout song. And I, I quickly tell them, how about this? Ghostbusters is my favorite song. And reason being is it makes all the children happy. Yeah, okay. And they smile, I smile. It's just infectious. Okay. Of, of all these legends that you've played with and you've been in the room with and, and performing and had all these experiences with, uh, who who would you classify as the purest, most complete entertainer that you 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 played behind? Very easy, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Just a natural talent. He's a musical genius of the 20th century, no doubt. Just amazing stuff. And and uh, who who would come in close second if there is a close second? Oh, gosh, there is no close <laughs> Okay. <Wow. Yeah. laughs> I'll accept that. Were you, yeah. were you intimidated from from uh, people of his talent that you'd worked with? Well, when I was younger, I was intimidated, period, because I was always felt like I was playing catch-up or trying to get there. And so when, just when the pressure's on when you're really young, trying to do something, because everybody's like, why is he here? Get, get him out the room, young kid. A lot of people didn't even know I was there to play on the record. They just thought I was in the building standing around doing something. Well, part of the story uh, for in this documentary, Who You're Going to Call, which is available uh, on demand, has to do with your growing up in, in Detroit, tough tough city. You're, I think your dad worked at the Ford Motor Plant, did he not? Yeah, he worked at Ford Motor Company 48 years. 48 years. And when and you... 48 when, when you want to become a musician, um, does that sit well? That didn't sit well with him at all. He wanted me to work at Ford Motor Company and build cars. You know, but he wanted me to have a what you call a white collar job instead of a blue collar job. Right. And the blue collar workers are actually in the factory. You know, doing the labor on the cold concrete floor, and he wanted me to sit in the office and, and work on the cars. And my thing was, I don't want to. I don't want to work on cars. Dad. I just want to drive them. <laughs> and when did it when did it turn around for him? What what uh, what happened along the way where he was like, "Okay, you're doing the right thing." Well, he was discouraged even after I started with Stevie Wonder, and even after I left. But I think when I bought my dad a house and a new brand new Lincoln, that did really it. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going in the right well, direction. Funny how these things work. <laughs> well, you have a you have a uh, a very strong history in uh, in the world of music, and I'm excited to see the documentary. So it is called "Who You Gonna Call," which is great, and it's available on demand. Great, it's great to talk to you. Th- continued success. Thanks for coming on this morning. Well, thank you too much for all your support. Absolutely, Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. Yeah. On the Press and I mean, Steve show. You look at the names. Look at the names that he worked with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Huge. And didn't know that. And, and it was mainly for his guitar chops. Yeah. Uh, that he was such an in-demand guy. All right. Listen, we got to take a break because we have another guest who's coming up in just a moment. And we're going to have him on when we return. David, John David Washington is the star of Tenet. And that opens Friday. So we'll get him on when we come back. Stay with us. 
Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead, pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. And so somewhere in between those two is probably what we'll end up with. So that's perfect. It's oh, great. It's Annabelle. Annabelle will love, <laughs> love this weather. She'll get some sun and hang out by the pool. I run a resort for dolls. Anytime. <laughs> Annabelle. Your voice, you know, starts to come down here. It immediately slides into Annabelle. Annabelle. Yeah. Did you see that Annabelle the doll? Somebody did an Instagram account. No, the uh, the doll. It's they got one of the Annabelle dolls and are posting it like you know around yeah. the house okay. and doing things. Yeah, she's you know the, the actual, from, yeah the actual Annabelle doll looks like a uh, like a it's a raggedy Ann. raggedy Ann. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a completely different uh, doll. But I, I can, it wouldn't be as scary, would it? it I wouldn't be as scared. No, no. and, and the, Annabelle. The, <laughs> Annabelle. The thing that kills me is like in the second or in the sort of the pre story. Um, you know, they, the, this couple gets this doll that is in a box, I guess, in the nursery. It is a hideous doll for the oh, yeah. very second they pull it out. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, the, well, the, the baby will love this. Yes. It's the most terrifying looking doll you could imagine. Yep. It's just creepy as F. Oh, look at it. Yeah. It's like, like, like it's a Ziggy doll. <laughs> I should probably watch those movies or one of the first ones. See if it really terrifies me. I hate stuff like that. Watch The Conjuring. The con- the conjuring was that the first one? The conjuring is the first time you see Annabelle. Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. And, and in fact, Annabelle is the first thing you see in the conjuring. Oh, okay. It opens to Annabelle. Wow. All right. Um, I have bizarre file stories. Oh, by the way, John David Washington uh, from the movie Tenet. Uh, they can't wake him up, so. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they believe he's just sleeping, that he's, you know. I hope he's just yeah, sleeping. Yeah, yeah. yeah, seriously. So maybe we'll get him on tomorrow or something? I no, do not know. We'll find out. But uh, maybe, maybe he's cuddled up against Annabelle. He's in slumberland. He's spooning with Annabelle. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to do <laughs> No one thinks that's funny. We do. Let's do. do the bizarre. <laughs> now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Funny. Annabelle. Not funny. <laughs> Brought to you by your local Deets and Watson Real Philly Delis. They are open for takeout. Taste four generations of family recipes made with love and show your support <laughs> for local businesses. Uh, RealPhillyDeli.com. Deets and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Here's a follow-up story. A four del... A four... T- <laughs> Come on. <laughs> a four del misconduct. <laughs> no, a four-day misconduct Hearing that included testimony about drinking and sex in the courthouse ended with a Kentucky commission voting the removal of Kenton County Judge Don Gentry from the bench on Monday. So this is the judge that was tearing it up. Yes, and the commission found the former family court judge guilty of 10 of 12 charges. Among them, the commission found that she allowed staff to store and consume alcohol in court offices, hire people because she was involved in relationships with them, and engage in inappropriate sexual behavior. Her attorney said the decision to remove her from the bench is anti-democratic, 
and that he will appeal the decision. Just because she's having orgies and giving booze at the in the courtroom? Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess that makes her a quote bad judge. Uh, Gentry. Uh, so the commission found that she had hired Stephen Penrose because she was in a personal relationship with him. Gentry terminated Meredith Smith before forcing her to resign to create a job for Penrose. He can't do that. Uh, she engaged in impro- inappropriate behavior with Penrose. Uh, he sent her photos of his genitals, crude jokes, and at least one romantic message. I submit to you she's a better judge because she can see the side of the criminal. Uh, Gentry also engaged in simulated sexual activity with Penrose in a courthouse office during ward ha- work hours. Uh, she engaged in misconduct related to a 2018 campaign. Uh, she coerced members of her panel to donate to her campaign and utilized court staff to work on her campaign during work hours. And in 2018, she retaliated against attorney Mike Hummel for failing to make the maximum monetary donation to her campaign. So she was doing tons of stuff. Okay, your best guess, a close on or close off under the robes? Probably off. Yeah. I'm guessing, yeah. yeah. Although she has been accused of drinking in the courthouse, the commission found that that was not proven, and it was a by clear and convincing evidence, so they didn't mm. get her on those counts. But she's done. Oklahoma City police are looking for a man who stole from a convenience store. They say the man walked into the convenience store with a shirt that had a logo with a company on it and convinced the person working that he was there to take over the shift. Oh, wow. The man then began checking customers out for a couple of minutes before locking the doors and stealing all the money, cigars, and lottery tickets. All they know about it, the man is he left in a mid-90s blue Chevy Suburban, and they were looking for him. You'll be surprised how that can work, yeah. you know? Yeah. Conservation officers say that they will try to trap a black bear that was filmed on Saturday tapping a runner with its paw on a popular trail in Coquitlam, um, British Columbia. Excuse me, where's Vancouver? The <laughs> the encounter was filmed by Sam Abdullah, who cl- climbs the uh, popular, uh, it's called the Crunch, up to four times a week. Abdullah said that he was uh, nearing the top when a woman descended in front of him, froze, as a black bear emerged from the bushes. It's it's pretty cute, actually. Yeah, he began filming the encounter in his cell phone, and the video shows the bear getting closer to the woman and eventually extending a paw to her leg before jumping back. Uh, Abdullah said, I think she was in shock, and she just froze there. Uh, now, Abdullah carries bear spray with him when he climbs the trail. Eventually, the woman was able to get past the bear, and she could be seen running past Abdullah and looking at the camera. Uh, Abdullah said he was not able to catch up with the woman to ask her if she was okay and share his video. And uh, she kept running all the way down, he said. Now, there's also video Nick had sent this to me. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Was it in Yellowstone? No, Glacier National Park. Glacier National Park. And there's a a, uh, hiker that sees a a grizzly bear coming close to this group of people. Yeah. And he lets them know. And Nick, he tells them not to run, right? Steve, have you seen it? I have not. All right. You know how many times we've talked about bears and and whatever? This bear starts running after where the hikers are. And (sighs) we've said many times... Bears are fast, yes. and this bear hauls ass. He must have been going like thirty miles an hour. Well, they can they get up to a gallop, and in short yeah. spurts, they can get up to that speed. And so these people that are filming it are on this ridge up above where the grizzly is, and they're yelling, "Don't run! Don't run!" But of course, a natural reaction for the people down by, by where the grizzly is yeah. is to run away from the freaking bear. Jesus! Yeah. So we're looking at it right now, and then of course it wants to give chase yeah. if if you run. So so uh, how did it end? Uh, I they got away. Right. Nobody was hurt, and the people are laughing about it after the bear uh, sort of walked towards where the people who were yelling were. The people who were hiking down below got away, but it's terrifying. Yeah, I can imagine. 
All right, how about this? Uh, U.S. Border Patrol agent seized over a million dollars worth of cocaine last week after it washed up on a Florida beach. 30 packages were discovered last Monday by a person on the beach in Hollywood, Florida, just south of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, the beachgoer contacted the police who turned the packages with the filled cocaine over to Border Patrol agencies. 30 packages we'll of cocaine. We'll take it from here. <laughs> weighed approximately 78 pounds worth oh of cocaine. Oh, wow. Estimated street value of over $1 million. And the Border Patrol has recently responded to multiple reports of narcotic Wash-ups on the Florida coast. I wonder. And what I'm curious about is: is this kind of a delivery system, right? Or are they oh, throwing wow. these overboard because before they get busted before interdiction gets them? Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Yeah, that uh, they're tossing them overboard. You, that's about what to get I think. Yeah. yeah. You, have you seen the elaborate levels? And this has been something that's been uh, over the past couple of years of these submarines they're building? No. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. built. Yes. In fact, there was footage of the Coast Guard apprehending one, jumping on top. Yes. Of one. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, so, over the course of July and August, Border Patrol Miami sector has seized over 210 pounds of cocaine in just that's just washed up on the shore. Would you be at all maybe tempted tempted to the sell that? I the, don't even know the the complexities of selling illegal drugs right. alone? No, there's Dude, no, no freaking way. I, I understand you're on the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't and even you know. You have the... 200 pounds of cocaine in one of those. Yeah. I don't even know who the first person I would call. Who would are you going to call? Yeah. yeah. Ray, Ray Parker, Parker Jr. Jr. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, no, I would, I would run. I'd be like, you I'm know, not, Jackie Bam Bam? I'm not associated <laughs> with this at all. All right. And that's what I have in the bizarre file. We have a secret text word and we need a number caller. So, Kathy, who's it going to be? Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? Uh, eight. All right. Call number eight, 215 263 WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer or if you know the uh, the word. And we'll grab a random text or while we're at it, too. We're going to come back with a lesson question. Stay there. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're feeling good on a Wednesday morning as we're headed towards a holiday weekend. Feeling so good, I think we should give something away. I am feeling good, and I hope you are too. And I mean that, babe. Uh, we are looking for caller number eight for the secret text word. Caller number eight is Chris. Let me go over here. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. All right, Chris, we need the secret text word, please. Is it king? Yeah. King is correct. Absolutely. Hang on the line. We're going to get your information, and we are going to set you up, my man. Hang on the line. And uh, in case I hit the button and nothing happened. Yeah, nothing's going on. What the hell's going on? He was going to play Good Enough from Cindy Lauper. 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 Because the the, the prize is Goonies. Yes. And so that song is from the soundtrack. It's Frozen. Uh, oh. no, let it go. Let, let it go. go. No, it's uh, the the machine is. Frozen. This is the, the the special redone edition. It's the 4K Goonies, right? Yeah, it says own it on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and digital now. So uh, the pirates, the 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 pirate map, the uh, villainous crooks, the underground caverns, the booty traps, the skeletons, <laughs> the monsters, the lost treasure, and the magic that is the Goonies. So we're going to set them up, and also. We grabbed a random texter, and that's Katie Taylor, who lives in Norristown. So Katie gets the same thing. Congratulations to you. That's awesome. Excellent, excellent movie. Uh, we're going to do the lesson question today. We're going to give away a digital download of The Flash, the complete sixth season. And the question I have for you is, Tenet 
was a better title for a movie than which other palindrome? 215-263-WMMR. Tenet is a better name, better title for a movie than what palindrome we were discussing earlier this morning. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. We are going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Whether you're looking to build a new deck or freshen up the patio with new furniture, Sequoia Outback has everything you need to create your backyard oasis. Route 309 in Hatfield or online at DeckSupplies.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, actress Sienna Miller in an interview with the Daily Mail trying to explain her penchant for dating macho Brits such as Daniel Craig and Jason Statham. Miller says she likes her men like she likes her coffee in her butt. Oh, wow. Whoa. Oh, yeah. God. Former Bachelor contestant <laughs> former Bachelor contestant Taylor Nolan opening up on a special Best of episode saying she wants to explore, quote, poly-type relationships the not-too-bright Nolan was instantly praised by the LGBTQ community until she clarified that she wants to date a parrot. Oh. So. Hey! And finally, Caitlyn Jenner has started adding glam makeup video tutorials to her YouTube account. Caitlyn says her secret is to always keep the foundation light and apply the accents with a fire hose. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All right, let's go over and see if we can get an answer to the question. Uh, Tenet was a better title for a movie then which other palindrome? 215-263-WMMR. And I will go to Kenny. Hey, Kenny, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good. Kenny, do you know uh, what was a better title? What palindrome was a better title? It is Taco Cat. Taco Cat. Taco Cat. You got it. Hang on a second. Actually, Tenet was a better yeah. palindrome. I said that incorrectly. Kenny got it right. And Kenny... You're going to get a digital download of The Flash. He completes six season after Fast and Furious year. Team Flash anticipated things to slow down, but in season six, the team contends with an all-new villain called Bloodwork, and you can own it now on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. All right, I have just a few stories for you here, and we'll begin with Metallica. They have become the first act to have a number one on Billboard's mainstream rock songs airplay chart in four different decades. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, their latest single, All Within My Hands, with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra, achieved the milestone on the survey dated September 5th, giving the band number ones in the 90s, 2000s, 10s, and 20s. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Hands, yeah, hands is, really? yeah, hands is, <laughs> hands is uh, Metallica's second mainstream rock songs, uh, number one, aided by the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra following No Leaf Clover in 2000. Well, that wouldn't be helpful in No Leaf Clover. What is that? It's just a little stem. Yeah. Like, yeah, a little piece of weed. Marilyn Manson and outlaw country artist Shooter Jennings, son of the late Waylon Jennings, have been working together on Marilyn's upcoming 11th studio album. Despite what people may think, Manson had said the project, which is called We Are Chaos, is not a country album. He said a lot of people, I think, expect it to be country. The element of country, I think, that he brings to, to it exists greatly in the bass lines and in the chord progression and changes that are not country as much as they are. They remind me of Diamond Dogs, Bowie, and Alice Cooper. 
yeah, I, I, I dug that album. He added, I believe in my heart, at least I feel and he feels very satisfied with the end result. And I hope that people get their own satisfaction in whatever particular way that they're looking for when they listen to it. That I was a very able, uh, I'm sorry, I was very enjoyable making it. And it was something that I look forward to uh, going into the studio every time that I could with him. Well, the ill-fated Woodstock 99 Festival will be the subject of an upcoming Netflix docuseries. Ooh. Was that the one you were at, Case? That's the one I was at. Well, yeah. I wonder if I'm in it. The festival, which served as the 30th anniversary commemoration of the original 1969 event, was held over four days, July 22nd, 25th, uh, and 25th. I should say July 22nd through the 25th. Four days in July. 1999 in Rome, New York, and eventually, due to factors including oppressive heat, lack of affordable food and water, de- uh, descended into violence, robbery, accusations of sexual abuse, and massive destruction of property. Deadline reported sources saying the series will delve deep into the culture that created Woodstock 99 and tell the real story behind the three days of peace, love, and music. Yeah, no. And how it went down in flames, featuring unseen archive footage and intimate testimony from people behind the scenes. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear that. Would you like Check to... it out. What is that? It's, it's uh, giving me information on Woodstock 99. <laughs> I don't know where it thought it heard its name. Would you like me to turn your light on, as uh, I did before? Uh, so, anyhow, behind the scenes, on the stages, and in the crowds, the series aims the, at uh, telling the untold story of a landmark musical moment that shaped the cultural landscape for a generation. No air date has been announced as of yet, but that will be coming out. Casey, oh. you, you you were... I was there. You and, said it was nightmarish. Uh, well, everything, how he described it, that, that was my experience altogether. Yeah. I mean, it just was, it was a fairly lousy experience from, from start to finish. Filthy and... Well, I mean, Expensive they, they and... didn't clean the porta pots. Yeah. I mean, they, it was just—it was really, really bad. And there were just a couple of moments that stood out to me that were okay. Well, that wasn't bad. Um, was that the one where they started throwing like clumps of moss and stuff like that? Uh, Mud at the stage. I think the chili peppers. I don't even know how there would be mud. It was so dry and hot. But uh, yeah, maybe I mean, that was the, maybe that was the first yeah, one. Yeah, maybe uh, because there was one where like mud was being thrown across yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the crowd. It was so oppressive that I mean, they had a like an airplane hangar, and that's where the it was like the IFC channel airplane hangar, right? And I would ha- I had to spend so much time in there because it was shade and it was like cooler than the the rest of the grounds. You know what you never see? You never see interviews with people who went to the original 1969 Woodstock and said, you know what? That sucked. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. I hated it. There had to be somebody, there right? There were people. There's always it. Well, my parents. In that group. My parents went and they left. They'd had enough. It was rainy. It was not comfortable. Nobody knew when they were there that it was going to be as legendary as it turned out to be. Huh. My dad so left as well. They he, were there for two days. He, and, he, and he they, banged uh, Janis Joplin yeah. and then cut out. <laughs> they they bought their tickets. They didn't break the fence like everybody else did. So they were in there and like, nah, we got our money's worth. And they went to school in upstate PA. So they were in. And, and your went, dad joined the Manson clan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My what? dad left. He said, I climbed the fence and got the hell out of there. He's like, it was not enjoyable at all. Wow. I was, okay. I was stuck there. I, I took a bus up and, you know, I had to wait for the bus to take me back and how long uh, were you there oh gosh uh i guess it was friday saturday sunday and, and then and we did came you sleep home. in a tent yeah oh my came home God. monday morning we're looking at video footage this is in 1994 steve where the mud took place what yeah. it looks like green day maybe yeah, yeah that's green yeah. day uh that's horrible that's just a that's a waste 
Absolute waste. Oh, my God. I, right. I, I would hate that. So, uh, the 99, uh, which yeah. is getting the treatment on Netflix. Out now is a new book called Bonzo. 30 rock drummers remember the legendary John Bonham by Arthur Greg Prato, who wrote the uh, excellent recent post-makeup Kiss Chronicle, Take It Off, Kiss Truly Unmasked. The new book, which commemorates the 40th anniversary of John Bonham's death, collects the recollections recollections of the Led Zeppelin drummer from some of the most iconic stick men who came up in his wake, including Kenny Arnoff, Mike Portnoy, uh, John Dalmayan, uh, Brian Titchy, and Steve Gorman, among others. Uh, Bonham had died September 25th, 1980, of pulmonary edema, which is fluid accumulation in the lungs. Uh, he was uh, 32. 32. Yeah. I forgot how young he was. Yeah. Uh, there's rumblings that a new Bruce Springsteen project might be dropping soon. Uh, the usually reliable Asbury Park Press reported that Springsteen's producer Ron Aniello's cryptic Instagram movie post on August 21st showing a storm about to hit the ocean stating it's coming. Who are you going to call? <laughs> Maybe the sign that I- a release is imminent. Uh, so they're teasing that stuff, and it's very possible that there might be some coming out. And then finally, Mick Jagger revealed that he wasn't particularly thrilled with the bonus material offered up on Rolling Stone's Goat's Head Soup reissue uh, coming this uh, Friday. A lighthearted Jagger told London's Sunday Times, they're all terrible. 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 Yeah. I don't like them. <laughs> That's forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes, yes. I it's, do terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, that's always my initial reaction. They're all useless. I mean, actually, I always liked the songs, but they weren't finished. Sonically, they still sound like they were recorded then, uh, even if they weren't perfect. And you can make them sound a little better than they did. These three songs are all up there with the rest of the songs on this record, he says. So there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. All good. We have a final break to take. We're going to come back. Letter of the day for the Word of the Week is coming up, so don't stray too far because we don't want you to miss out on a chance to win that. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Don't forget, uh, tomorrow we're going to give away our Word of the Week prize. Right? Yeah. So that is tomorrow. For immediate redemption. And then, uh, yeah, and then we, yeah, because it's a, it's a show that night, I'll get you the details in a moment. And then uh, we move on to the MMR A to Z Homeschool Edition awesome. at noon. So if the, tomorrow's a, a very special Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, and I've loved our guest today. Thank you to, well, we only had one. We were supposed to have two, but Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> Uh, yep, Ghostbusters. Him uh, is actually a. Uh, he's been a long time contributor to all kinds of great music, both uh, instrumentally and writing music as well. So it was nice to have him on. He's got a documentary called "Who You Gonna Call," and that is available on video on demand. And uh, John David Washington uh, looks like we're gonna have him on tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay, so that's we'll, cool. I will probably mention that again when I tease what's coming up tomorrow. But uh, Pio Rob. Pierre Robert is here. I'm sorry, I was reading your shirt at the same time that uh, uh, you popped in. It says, Trust Never Sleeps. It's a uh, Graham Nash t-shirt takeoff on Rust Never Sleeps from oh. Neil Young. So, um, Speaking cool. of which, um, uh, your discussion of Woodstocks were fascinating. Oh. I was at 94 and 99. Oh. Casey, I didn't see you. No, you know what? It was, <laughs> I was looking for you. I know. Just, uh, a lot I of people. Had, I um I wanted to broadcast from up there, so I was looking for a place, and I I ended up renting a house for a month, 
that I use for four days. Oh, my God. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, but a whole bunch of us went up and stayed in the house. You could have stayed in the house. I wish I could. If only I you knew. knew. If only I knew. For both? Just, for both years that you went? No, just for the uh, 99. Did you Nin- see the, the 94 mud uh, debacle? I didn't. That was on the smaller stage when Green Day was still coming yeah. up. and um, But they actually had a lot of fun with it. Green mm-hmm. Day seemed to have a lot of fun with it. Um, and... Um, I didn't uh, see that one, but I was broadcasting for Channel 3 uh, for KYW and and MMR, and I was going out and talking to the mud people. The Woodstock 94 was done on a real farm in Saugerties, New York, um, and th- it was fun. It was it was not out of control. People were really nice. I remember one point this guy comes running after me and goes, dude, dude, and I'm going, What? And he goes, you dropped your wallet back there. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. And this which, guy came which running. One, which one was this? That I'm was sorry. 94. 94. Okay. 99 was done on a on a, a closed Air Force base Yeah. Um, in uh, Rome, New York. And on one end was the big stage, and on the other end was the smaller stage in the hangar that Casey was referring to where they had raves that were in the middle. And it was... There was nothing that suggested peace, love, and countryside. I didn't even think like it. the you know the the people there weren't even that nice. I mean, I, listen, I ran into a few nice people, but I also ran into some like really creepy people. There was clearly a whole bunch uh, of aggressive stuff yeah. going on. I, I remember it was all over the news about the, uh, the 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 assaults and sexual things assaults that were going on. It was it had a bad rap right in the middle of it, right while it was going on. Um, I hadn't heard that other than Dexter from The Offspring made a comment from the stage. He said, um, girls, if anybody grabs your areas, kick them in the balls. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember Flea made an announcement, too. He said, he said, uh, listen, a woman taking their shirt off is a wonderful thing, but that does not give you permission to go and touch them or grab them in any way, shape, or form. I'm curious how this documentary will be because there were no fires. It was known for the fires until the very end. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers were going to close it and there was going to be a tribute to Jimi Hendrix. So uh, John Shearer, one of the one of the promoters, came on stage and someone had lit one fire. And he goes, up in the far right corner, there's a small fire. We're dealing with it. Uh, don't light any fires. And what that translated to was please light fires <laughs> light as many yeah. fires as you can and he stopped the peppers in one of their performances and they um actually stopped and then shortly thereafter the peppers went into the song fire uh, which poured fire on the fire right. and so um it wasn't a massive disaster zone um uh, but it there were moments of great unpleasantness, and that was one of them. Although on my way out, um, there was this peace sign in the middle of the runway, what had been the runway, and um, it was made out of pizza boxes, <laughs> and there were all these naked Canadians in there <clears throat> uh, doing uh, what are those things when you when you um, hopscotch. No, when you form a human, there are people on the bottom, and then the people oh, get a pyramid. A, a pyramid. A pyramid. Yeah, they were forming okay. a human pyramid with uh, these naked men and women from Canada. When the when the riots were happening, I uh, went and found uh, safety in in the campgrounds. But I could see everything from afar. There was a huge glow stick war that I thought was actually kind of cool to watch from afar. Um, yeah, I'm really, really interested to see, you know, this documentary series. 
I mean, nothing about it really spoke of Woodstock. It just seemed like a big festival. Oh, it was However, terrible. You could, and yeah. and you were there, so you know there was a descent, right? And it started happening, you know, midday, like Saturday. You could see, like, you know, after Tracy Chapman said, "Well, no, you could see, <laughs> like, you know, they, they were they were um, charging way too much for water and food. They weren't cleaning the porta pots. Like people were starting to get like really, really pissed off, and and you could see and feel." Everything sort of shit. I can't. Yeah. I couldn't. I'm looking at footage of this. There's no. There's no goddamn way I could do nope. this. No, um, I couldn't do the original Woodstock. I'd be saying, "Come on." Well, yes. Yeah, Where's the, the soap? The Woodstock '94 was really nice. Uh, <laughs> it was very well done, and it rained, and it was muddy, and it was fun. And um, I went on TV and showed live mud from Woodstock. That's when you co-anchor the news with Yugi Washington. Yeah. 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 But did you hear when uh, Kathy's uh, dad and, yes. and Nick's uh, mom and dad <laughs> yes. didn't care for the 1969 Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's Woodstock. not for everybody. Yeah. Okay. You get what you get. You get what you get. All right. Uh, you ready for the letter of day? Yep. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Oh, as in outside. All right, and we have one more to go. We'll do it tomorrow. We're going to give away a ticket for you and three friends to see Smith & Myers, presented by WMMR. It is tomorrow night, like I said, at the Live & Drive-In Concert Series, Citizens Bank Park parking lot. Each ticket is good for one car and a maximum of four people per car to enjoy the show from the comfort of your own vehicle. Some tickets still remain. You can see the full schedule, complete guidelines, and Marissa's five tips for attending the drive-in shows at WMMR.com. So we'll get set for that. What's up on the program today, Pierre? Uh, workforce blocks of Leonard Skinner of Shinedown to get us ready for the big uh, live-in drive-in tomorrow and of the Rolling Stones. All right. Um, tomorrow, oh, let me thank our sponsors, actually. The President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Labor Day, a better way at Fred Beans. They're also a sponsor. You can check them out online at fredbeans.com and also Rita's. Try the Reese's Peanut Butter Mudslide Treats at Rita's. Tomorrow on our program, program, we're wrapping up the week in fine fashion. We will have John David Washington of Tenet on tomorrow. We're also going to have Kevin Nealon on and actor Anthony Starr, who plays a character called Homelander on a show on Amazon Prime called The Boys. It is... It's wild. It's my favorite show of the past couple of years. It's just amazing. Yep, yep. So, uh, and he's one of the main characters, so we're going to talk to him. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Hello, everybody. Hello. It's Wednesday, my dude. I just want to say hello. Next message. Way to put it in the work there, Flyers. I mean, it was a little rough there, but I got to say, it was good. It was absolutely beautiful to get the overtime. Way to go. Next message. Ah, uh, yes. Another summer come, another summer almost gone. And of course, right at the end of it, as the goddamn weather starts to break, I get sick as like usual. Nose running off my face like an asshole. Me. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.